St. Genevieve Dragons won the toss. They elected to receive. The Central Rebels will be kicking it to them right to left on your radio dial, and it's a high end-over-end -end kick grabbed at the 25-yard line by one of the upmen for the St. Genevieve Dragons. He takes it back to the middle of the field where he's taken down there. Ethan Ottens is stopped past the 35 at about the 37-yard line. That's where the game will begin for the St. Genevieve Dragons opening kick brought to you by Boyd & Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd & Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Bringing you the starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance, proud to be a part of high school sports. The St. Genevieve Dragons offense features Luke Ferranto at quarterback. The running back is Jack Farlow and the receivers, Tucker Reed, Wyatt Springcamper, Mason Nix, and Aiden Meyer. The offensive line left to right, Dalton McBride, Jacob Schweigertz, Jacob Warren, Nathan Johnson, and Wyatt Kemper. Back to pass. Ferranto, time man open. Deep down the field. He's got it at the opposing 30. The 20 breaks a tackle and will score on the first play from scrimmage. St. Genevieve in 16 seconds takes a 6-0 lead and they're fired up. How's that for confidence? You line up five wide the first play of the game and you take a shot. I love it. I love everything about that play calling. Fearless play calling to start the game. Ferranto delivers for St. Genevieve on the touchdown to Aiden Meyer. And what poise, the sophomore quarterback. You, you, a lot of times you see a lot of nerves come up. This is a big-time moment for him. And Ferranto stepping it up right away. Pressure not getting to him yet. 65-yard touchdown to start this game off as the PAT kick is up and good. How about that for an electric start to the ball game? 6-0, 16 seconds in. 11.44 left to go first quarter. Rebels getting the ball after this on KFMO. Fall is a busy time around the farm and ranch. Ward's Farm Center, your local Purina dealer in Fredericktown, can help you with the supplies you need to complete those last-minute projects. From insulated gloves and boots to fencing supplies, wormers, and more, Ward's Farm Center is your one-stop shop. They can also feed your livestock, including chickens, cattle, llamas, and more. Give Ward's Farm Center a call today at 573-783-3100. That's 783-3100. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Flooring Systems in Farmington, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, Will at Home Furnishings in Bonterre, CarSmart of Farmington, and by Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois. Excuse me, they actually called that kick no good. Uh, a slight flaw and an otherwise perfect start to the ball game for the St. Genevieve Dragons. 6-0 they lead. Their kick, end over end, grabbed by one of the upmen for the Central Rebels. It's Barrett Henson, and he gets tripped up past the 35-yard line. Similar start for the St. Genevieve Dragons. They're going to get it on the 37-yard line for the Central Rebels on their own side of the field. They'll work right to left throughout this first quarter. We'll bring you their starting offense, brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agents, David Scott Haggerty. 517 East Maiden Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. Cason Murphy, he wasn't around the first time these two teams faced off. He's been back at quarterback for a couple couple of weeks now the running back slash tight end is jackson jones and motioning out of the backfield into the wide receiver spot on the far side is joe bryant the other receivers cannon harlow Caden casey and Braden berry as central takes a shot down the field trying to connect with that tight end slash running back jackson jones on a seam pattern it falls incomplete just past his fingertips and the offensive line from left to right for central cole presswood hayden carver logan murray Sam Calloway and Nathan Weinhold. I'll have a chance to bring you the defensive starters for St. Genevieve as well. The 3-3-5 defensive front 
Paul Taylor, Jacob Schweigert, and Aiden White are the defensive line. The linebackers, Gabe Willett, Dalton McBride, and Justin Schwentes. It's a far side of the field run for the quarterback, Kaysen Murphy. He's got the edge, and he's got a touchdown himself. Tie ball game at 6-all with 11.24 left to go. In quarter number one, high-scoring offense from both sides so far. And this game could be shaping up to an early shootout. Rest of the defensive starters for St. Genevieve. White Spring Camper is the nickel corner. Mason Nix and Aiden Meyer on the outside with Brian Schwent and Isaiah Bosler on the edge for the, or at the safety positions, if you will, for the St. Genevieve Dragons as Central lining up getting ready to go for two. And they went five wide as well, and they were going no huddle. Fake the fake the jet sweep to Joe Bryant, and Case Murphy had a convoy. He had two pulling linemen against one cornerback for St. Jen, and they were able to walk it down the field. So a two-point try coming here. If Central can get lined up, they've got seven seconds left to go on the play clock. A wide receiver to the right, two to the left, and Coach Schweiss infuriated that he has to burn a timeout on a two-point conversion. Otherwise, it would have been a delay of game. We'll step aside with this timeout as well. It's brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. 6-6 your score, two-point conversion coming up after this on KFMO. The more life changes, the more your insurance needs change too. Hi, I'm Brian Laramore, your shelter insurance agent in Farmington. For auto, home, or life, I can help you find the coverage that's right for you and your family. Stop by and see me at 306 North Washington or give me a call at 573-756-2151. Let's review your current coverages and make sure you're getting the right coverage and the right price. We are the people behind the shield at Brian Laramore Shelter Insurance Agency in Farmington. All right, the Central Rebels line up with two receivers to the left, one to the right. They're going to motion a receiver from left to right in the slot. Slant pattern left side, incomplete. Looking for a call on some bumping on that play. It was Braden Berry, the receiver, but he's not going to get it. And that will take us to another kickoff coming on the backside of this break. 6-6, your score, 11-24 remaining in quarter number one on KFMO. Hi folks, John Robinson Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally here, the Black Friday sales event, the biggest sales event of the year. We have trucks over $10,000 off, Jeeps that are up to 15% off, you name it, everything's on sale. Big savings, good selection of vehicles. What you need to do is come in today, take a test drive, we'll take it from there. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Phew, dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming where your fur child looks and smells pawfect. Ew, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. Kickoff received by one of the upmen again for the St. Genevieve Dragons. This time he just falls on it. And with 11-17 left to go in quarter number one, we've got a 6-6 ball game so far and three plays from scrimmage. How do you like offense? Are you not entertained? I am. I, I will take this over a, like a 3 nothing ball game every day of the week. And we'll see what St. Jen decides to come out and do. Central, they took a shot, did work, but then they took another shot, and then it worked that time. So we'll see if we'll get an actual possession here. 
toss. Nearside, no, excuse me, it's just a QB keeper with the quarterback, Ferranto, taking it past the original line of scrimmage. He finds a lane to run through and picks up 11 in the process as well. So nice piece of running for Ferranto. And he's not a big guy either. He's, he was able to kind of tuck in behind his big O-line and was able to find a couple little creases in there and pick up a nice first down. Uh, definitely a good way to start if, you got, if you're a St. Genevieve fan. You got the touchdown, and then you got to pick up a 12. And St. Genevieve working, quote-unquote, no huddle, but certainly not an up-tempo offense as they're taking their time getting the play from the far sideline. Now they'll line up with three receivers to the left and two to the right with the quarterback, Ferranto, and an empty set, and we got early movement from the offensive line. Wyatt Kemper, the right tackle, got out of his stance and started to pull to the left way too early, a full second before anyone else was ready to go. He kind of went off the signal for motion, but you're, you're the right tackle. You're not going in motion, buddy. He was ready to go for pancakes on that other I side. He, he was ready to go. His number was called and just a little too jumpy as St. Genevieve spreading the field out. I really like this. Make sure that you can really attack that inside line if you decide to end up running the ball. And usually that's not a strategy we think would work. Ball is loose on a miscommunication on a jet sweep handoff. And Central falls on it. They'll take over on the opposing 35-yard line. Well, poetry in motion turned disastrous real quick as nobody really knew where the ball was until it was on the ground. Chad Cosby, first man on the ball for the Central Rebels. He's got it. And Central's got the ball back with first and 10 on the opposing 35-yard line. So the St. Genevieve Dragons in their second drive pick up a first down on the first play and a nice run from the quarterback, Ferranto, but a false start and a fumble on a failed jet sweep gives the ball back to the Rebels with great field position. Cason Murphy is the quarterback with Jackson Jones to his left. He's back to pass, setting up a screen on the right-hand side. Jones has it. He's got room in front of him as well and a convoy of blockers as he picks up a block from right tackle Weinhold. Spilled out of bounds at the opposing 11-yard line. Just going to be trading big play after big play, big moment after big moment as we're less uh, just a little over a minute and a half into this ball game, and Central's uh, poised to score once again on their second possession already. Gain of 20 officially as they say he was out of bounds at the 15-yard line, not the 11, so not giving him that extra yardage there. Sets up a first down and 10 on the 15. High snap and a little shuttle pass forward through a man in motion in front of the formation, and it's Jackson Jones who takes it forward. And that's a play Central's had in their playbook for a few weeks now. It's the same thing that we saw the Miami Dolphins do, the no-look shuttle pass. And, and Coach Schweiss swears that he came up with that before the Miami Dolphins did. Sure thing, Corey. <laughs> two, th two receivers left and right, and we got motion on the defense for the St. Genevieve Dragons, they're going to drop first. Yeah, I was here for pregame last week, and right before I talked to Coach Schweiss, he says, hey, watch this, and he called the play out. I forget the name of the play, and then they ran it, and he's like, I swear, I, we had that, and he's looking around to all his players, right, right, we had that dialed up, practiced before the Miami Dolphins ran it a couple of weeks ago. But when you've been coaching as long as Corey Schweiss, which is probably about half the life of Mike McDaniel, you've got a pretty deep playbook. Give to Jackson Jones, first and goal, and he's taken down at the two-yard line. Wasn't able to break one more tackle on the right-hand side. He stopped at about the two, and so the Rebels will try again following the gain of two. And we talk a lot about, you know, Joe Bryan, talk about Case Murphy, got Cannon Harlow and Caden Casey on the outside. Braden Berry, one of the guys that gets a little overlooked is Jackson Jones just because he blocks primarily, and he's the one getting all the touches so far tonight. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, 
And a keeper for Joe Bryan. Left side. He's tackled right about the spot necessary for the end zone, and he's got it. Touchdown Rebels. They take their first lead of the game, 12-6, with 9.09 left to go in the first quarter. And it was a struggle. He he barely crossed the goal line, only got to have the point of the ball across the the white mark, and he was just able to do that. Probably a little bit generous by the official, but he was definitely close enough to where it's not – inconceivable as they're looking to go for two once again to rectify the missed two-point conversion last time something that's missing from central this year that has been there in years past is a lack of a kicking game you go back to the days of justin bridges and man that was such a weapon for them that they could go for a pat or even kick a 40 something yard field goal if needed flags come flying in as the handoff out of the backfield to cannon harlow gets snuffed out and we're going to get a personal foul on st genevieve so central is going to get another chance half the distance to the goal it'll put him at the one and a half yard line that's one of the risks you take whenever you're trying to track somebody down from behind it was a horse collar tackle and Cannon Harlow, the newly signed Mizzou decathlete, he was running around the far side and just he was able to get to him, but he grabbed him a little bit too high, wrangled him down by the neck. So they'll give Central another chance here as they're hurrying to the line. And they're going to set up with that power eye formation behind the quarterback, Murphy, who squats under center. Give to the tailback, Bryant. And he finds a lane on the right-hand side for the two-point conversion. Score goes 14-6. to The Central Rebels with their first lead of the ball game comes with 9.09 left to play in quarter number one on KFMO. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans mobility app allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal mobility app in your app store. With mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal mobility app, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at OzarkInsulation.com. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. This return for the St. Genevieve Dragons. They fake the end around on the kickoff return, and Central overcommits a little bit, opening up a lane on the far side of the field. It's going to be first and 10 Dragons with the ball on the opposing 45-yard line. St. Jen is pulling out all the stops in this ball game so far, and we've maybe seen them run five plays. The, yeah, I mean, they've ran one play. They had a, a first down, and then they turned the ball over. So this, this is, if you count their kickoff returns, they've had five plays. And so now you're looking at the situation where it's like, okay, they've been picking on the same guy every time when they've kicked off so far. Let's try something. And here's a different formation. Two wingbacks to the left, running back on that side. They try running that way, and well, Caden, or excuse me, Luke Ferranto just met in the backfield multiple times, bouncing off would-be tacklers, but... It only continues to drive him backwards. If he went down on the initial tackle, it would have been a loss of five. It's a loss of ten instead. Second and 20 coming up on the 35-yard line instead of the 45. And you never want to tell your players to quit fighting whenever they break a tackle, but maybe it would have been just best to kind of see where everything was going, maybe even throw it out of bounds. I know that definitely wasn't like the plate call. 
but it definitely would have helped them out in this situation. And you know how P.J. Jones gets this team ready to play defensively. I almost wonder if they were, after the initial miss, were intentionally just bouncing him backwards, knowing that there was going to be help defense all over the place. Blitz coming, rolling out to his right. Ferranto throws it and finds a man on the near sideline. It's Tucker Reed. Cuts it back inside the numbers to the hash marks of the 50 and taken down there. We have a flag on the far side of the field. We'll see what that is. But as it stands right now, it's a gain of 15, setting up a third and five. And it was a nice play rolling to his right, and it's going to come back as it's an eligible man downfield against St. Genevieve. But that's what happens whenever you get that scramble drill going. I mean, you just kind of have to help protect your quarterback. you got to do what you got to do and just got a little bit too far downfield. Yeah, the only reason I could think of why, because it's not like that was a long developing play or anything like that where he was sitting in the pocket for a bit. The blitz came off the edge on the far side of the field, and that's where the flag came in for an eligible man downfield. I almost wonder if that was supposed to be a screen or something like that and someone got caught drifting, usually on a straight drop-back pass like that. There's no reason why, what, three, four seconds you should be that far downfield? And Ferranto was committed to throwing the ball. The lineman may have been like, oh, he's got to take off. <laughs> they, I mean, they're coming for that him. That could have been it, too. They just thought he was going to take off and run, but he kept his eyes downfield, but it burns him here. Loss of five. Second down and 25 now from the 30. St. Genevieve, after their great offensive start, stuck in reverse. Rolling out to the right-hand side for Ronto once again. He connects with his receiver, Aiden Meyer, who's run out of bounds past the 35 at the 36, 37-yard line. Now the 38. Every time I look away, that spot gets more and more favorable, and that's a gain of eight on the play. We'll see how St. Jen manages third and long here. I mean, they've had really – I mean, there's been a couple true outcomes. Big play, touchdown, big loss. I mean, you talk about the home run, the strikeout, or the walk in baseball. That's what we got so far, and we got movement, and they will call it. Encroachment on the defense. It was the man who recovered the fumble the last time they were out on the field, Chad Cosby, who got caught flinching on the edge, stepped into the neutral zone. Offensive lineman moves, easy call for the officials. And now that makes it far more manageable. Instead of third down and 17, or third and 18, excuse me, it's third down and 13. And we've seen a lot of play calls so far with multiple levels uh, of receivers for Ferranto to throw to. They may try to take a deep shot, but they, they also have the guys that are open underneath them. They've been able to get, you know, five or six yards after the catch. We always talk about Yak getting yards after catch, yards after contact, and it looks like St. Jen's going to give it right back. Yeah, false start on the Dragon. So that five yards, like you said, handed right back to the Central Rebels. And Genevieve showing their hand with this as well. They sent the man in motion from the slot far side towards us. That's Jack Farlow, the running back, who is lined up as the slot receiver. And you're throwing caution to the wind right now. <laughs> I mean, we've seen St. Jen do just about everything to try to get ahead here. And, you know, that's sometimes the risk you take whenever you got an aggressive play call. You, you got guys really excited to pl- get this play going and just kind of jumps a little bit. Two receivers on either side of the formation with a wing back to the right-hand side. They'll run that same play. Fake the handoff to Farlow on the sweep. Rolling right. Ferranto taking a shot down the field. It's knocked away by Cason Murphy in coverage. And Trying to take another deep shot to Aiden Meyer. He's the team's leading receiver courtesy of that. 65-yard touchdown reception he had earlier in this ball game, but with fourth down and long, fourth and 17, I imagine we'll see the punt team come out for the St. Genevieve Dragons. 
and it was it was thrown into triple coverage, and you hate, you hate to see that from your sophomore quarterback. I mean, you, they had to take a shot to try to get the first down, and it and it wasn't a bad throw either. It was it was reasonably catchable, but I mean, triple coverage that's hard to hard to spot it up in there. I don't hate it entirely, and I'll get to why in just a second as the punt gets away, a low one that's going to skip past the thirty-five yard line to the thirty. Joe Bryant tempted to touch it. And he's just going to watch it die at the 27-yard line where it's touched up finally by the St. Genevieve Dragons. That's where Central will take over. And that's about where the spot would have been on the interception. Except here's the advantage with the interception versus the punts. You don't give Joe Bryant a chance to have a punt return on it in space. He is so lethal whenever he gets the ball on a punt return. A third and long, take a shot down the field. You know, if it's one of those, you're throwing it 10, 20 yards, fine, but... That would have been right about the same spot at the 30-yard line with an interception. It's like an arm punt at that point, if you will. First and 10 for the Rebels. Empty set. Trips left. Twins right. Casey Murphy on a design QB run. He's met at the line of scrimmage. Waits patiently for blocks to develop. And they do and find a lane for him. Pickup of eight. We'll see how, how good his mobility is. I mean, we've seen him be able to make plays. We saw him in, at least I saw him in week nine against Farmington, and he was still a little bit limited on how much playmaking and running around he's able, been able to do. But that's a, that's a big sign of confidence on a design quarterback run with no blocking in the backfield for him. That, that's definitely a big vote of confidence for how well Casey Murphy's playing right now. And up the middle as well. It's not like they were trying to get him on the edge or you can just run out of bounds if you need to. But I think the real sign that, Casey Murphy's back to being Casey Murphy. They're letting him play defense again. Flag comes flying in as they try to connect on a post pattern with Cannon Harlow out of the slot, and they're going to get the corner in coverage for holding. He had a glove full on the back of the jersey of Cannon Harlow, and that's going to be an easy call for the official who's playing deep down the field. He's going to see that every single time. And I was wondering if they were going to call it if it was catchable. It looked like it was reasonably close, but, I mean, from our perception, it may have been further away from us looking from across the field. But, I mean, it was he def, you could definitely see from our vantage point he had a back, cold of his back, and that's a big no-no, especially whenever you got somebody like Cannon Harlow who's so fast. He's, he's going to be pulling on that jersey to try to get away. Well, and here's part of the problem as well. The kid for St. Jen is wearing white gloves. You're facing the Rebels who are wearing blue. you got to wear some dark-colored gloves. Screen pass near side over the head of Barrett Henson incomplete as they tried to slip him out of the backfield. Lined up on the right-hand side of the formation. They tried to set up the screen to the left. It falls incomplete, and we've got second down and 10. After the penalty, ball got respotted on the 50-yard line. It's on the far side hash. We've got 625 left to go, still in quarter number one in a 14-6 ball game favoring the St. Genevieve Dragons, or excuse me, he's favoring the Central Rebels, who have scored 14 unanswered. A couple checks in the out-of-town scoreboard. Festus and Hillsborough, and Festus looking to pull the upset over the Hillsborough Hawks. 14-0 the Tigers lead. Eight minutes left to go in quarter number one. Meanwhile, speaking of upsets, Farmington's looking to do it again. They lead the Cape Central Tigers 7-0 with 9-10 left to go in the first quarter. Far side of the field and spun down to the turf as he's met by a number of St. Genevieve Dragons. It's Kaysen Murphy on the design QB run. Going to be loss of a couple there. Out-of-town scoreboard check. It's brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door, 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington. Officially goes down as a loss of, called a long three, a short four for Kaysen Murphy. I want to give credit to the guys. Whenever you're running the three front, it's hard to get pressure in the backfield like that. Paul Taylor, he's the one that set that up. Jacob Schweiger, the junior, able to finish it off. Timeout called by the Central Rebels, their second timeout of the ball game, and we'll step aside with them. 14-6 your score, 5.54 left to go in quarter number one. They've got third down and 13 when we return after this on KFMO.
LaCarrie Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients like Dale Mosier Auto Body with over 30 years of direct auto body experience. Dale Mosier provides today's technology for today's vehicles. Dale Mosier Auto Body, 221 Mulberry Street in Park Hills. Goggins Drilling in Park Hills is proud to support our area high school athletes and wants to wish the Central Rebels the best of luck this postseason. Goggins Drilling has been serving our area since 1960, providing the best service in water well drilling, servicing, and more. When you're in need of a well, give the professionals at Goggins Drilling a call. 573-431-2450. 573-431-2450. That's Goggins Drilling in Park Hills. Third down and 13 to go for the first. The Central Rebels have it with two wide receivers to the left and two to the right as well. Murphy, the lefty, back to pass, taking a shot on the seam. He overshoots Cannon Harlow as it falls incomplete. And with fourth and 13, we'll probably see the, Saint, the Central Rebels punted away to the St. Genevieve Dragons. We talked about upsets earlier with our last update. We've got a couple more updates and well, if upsets are going to be the theme of the night. The St. Genevieve Dragons will certainly take that. Scott City gets on the board first with a seven-play, 38-yard drive to take the lead over the Valley Catholic Warriors, seven to nothing. I told you before that's a good Scott City bunch. Meanwhile, the Festus Tigers have grown their lead over the Hillsborough Hawks, 21 nothing. Festus leads. Casey Murphy lines up in the shotgun set. He'll take a couple strides back and boots it away. Interestingly, he throws lefty, but he kicks with his right foot. Bryant is the first one on the ball as he watches it slowly roll to the five-yard line, fanning it along further with Logan Murray, and it dies there just at the five. And the St. Genevieve Dragons backed up against their own end zone. If they want to tie this ball game, they're going to have to go 95 yards first. 5.36 left to go in quarter number one. They take over, trailing 14-6. And we'll see what this possession holds. First possession, one play, touchdown. Second possession, two plays, turnover. And then you got big losses and penalties in the third drive, and now you're pinned up against your own end zone. This has been a, a wild night for St. Jen already, and they're still not out of it. This is still a one-score game, and they're they're giving them a challenge here. And they're going to toss it on a sweep to the near side and getting the edge and getting knocked out of bounds is Wyatt Springcamper. And where did he step out? He goes out at the 11-yard line. It's a gain of six. So a nice run for Springcamper to allow the St. Genevieve Dragons to get some breathing room. And St. Genevieve hasn't really tried the run up the middle yet. When they do run the ball, it's been to the outside. When they pass, it's been a lot of rollouts as well. I wonder if they've seen something where they're thinking, okay, up the middle, we're not going to have much of a chance. Jackson Jones playing middle linebacker, the interior defensive line, Silas Richardson. Maybe they don't want to go against them. Maybe they want to turn this into an edge game instead. They'll line up with a tight end on the right-hand side, a wing back on that side as well. Now they'll motion him to the left, and they'll run that way on design QB run with Ferranto. They try to run back and reverse towards our side, but Ferranto gets driven backwards and dropped by Cannon Harlow for a huge loss. We've got a penalty on the play. And it's a holding against St. Jen, so add insult to injury as your quarterback just got blown up in the backfield and there was a hold on the other side of the line. Well, and big decision here for Central. Do you take the penalty yardage? Because that's a loss of 10 depending on the spot. But, you know, with the tackle for loss, losing the six yards that were gained by Wyatt Spring Camper, they'll take that instead because that comes with a loss of down as well. Third down and about nine and three quarters to go for the first down. We've got trips to the left. 
Tight end to the right. We've got a running back in the backfield to the left of Ferranto. He'll roll to that left-hand side as he's in the end zone. Fires from inside his own end zone. Right about the sticks. It's caught. It's going to depend on the spot, and they'll say that the receiver is short. He ran that route just about two yards short of where he needed to be for the first. It's Mason Nix who pulled it in. And what a great form tackle by Caden Casey on the far side. Helped not let him get the sticks as we saw North County run that play quite a bit where they'd, they'd run somebody out and then they'd run a curl route back towards the ball trying to get that, the, the yardage. And definitely a nice play to be able to stop him from getting to those line, that line to gain. And if you're Nick, you're a senior, you got to know you got to run that route deeper than it's originally supposed to be as the punt is blocked by the Rebels. It's loose on the five-yard line. Doesn't matter who's going to jump on it. It's central ball either way. First and goal from the five with 4.27 to play in the first quarter. Big special teams play for the central Rebels. Didn't see who got in on that block. It might have been Caden Casey. I'll say it again. Are you not entertained? <laughs> it's been a, a first quarter just littered with highlight plays so far. Offense, defense, special teams. There's been seldom boring plays throughout this game so far. Folks, we're less than eight minutes in. This is, got, this is a long way to go still. We're barely more than halfway through the first quarter. There's plenty of football still to be played. Central lines up quickly. Power eye formation. The snap to Murphy. Gives to Joe Bryant. Gets skinny. Finds a lane on the right side. Sneaks through it. Powering his way forward. All the way down to about the one. Definitely running power to that to that right side of the line. That's how they got the two-point conversion earlier, and they got a nice gain there. Pickup of about four, make it second and goal from the one. Well, and got a flag from the back of the end zone. And let's see. There are too many defenders on the field for St. Jen. Yeah. That's what it appears. So will that play stand? Or yeah, the play still stands because it's a pre-snap penalty. You can't just load up 14 men on the defense like Buddy Ryan had in his playbook in the 1980s, the Polish goal line defense taking advantage of a loophole in the rules. That's how they eliminate the loophole. Too many men on defense is a pre-snap penalty. Snap, give, Bryant, right side, he's got the end zone for another touchdown. Bryant powers it in, his second one-yard touchdown of the ball game. And the Rebels lead 20-6 to with another two-point conversion coming. 3.53 left to go in quarter number one. They've been establishing that right side of the line. That's where they've been running every play to, and that play was no different there. And we'll see what Central pulls out of uh, the, the bag of tricks for this one. Running behind Sammy Calloway, who's just been a phenomenal lineman for years for the Central Rebels. Now it's Joe Bryant as the tailback. He's got his quarterback, Cason Murphy, as the wingback on the left-hand side. And the snap is high over the head of Bryant. It's picked up in the backfield by Cannon Harlow. He'll flip it to Bryant. Bryant, a throw to the end zone. Open is Caden Casey. Exactly how it's drawn up. The high snap picked up 20 yards deep by Cannon Harlow. He just flips it to Bryant, who throws to the back of the end zone. Now here's the question the officials are getting together. Was that tossed forward by Cannon Harlow? If so... That's an illegal pass downfield. And Jay Pope. And let's see, they're discussing right now, and Jay Pope, I think he wants to know that explanation there. Was that thrown a lateral by Cannon Harlow, or was it forward to Bryant? And that's a great question. That was really close. As he was, he was basically just trying to get rid of it. He was trying to give it to his, give it to the yeah, playmaker. Yeah, he's just here. You take it. I'm not taking this. 
It was like a game of hot potato, basically, but... I'll tell you what, replaying that in my head, the officials might not have been thinking about it. I think that was tossed forward. It doesn't have to go an official yard. Just as long as it breaks the 180-degree plane forward, that is a forward pass, and I think that's what it was. And Jay Pope is still giving it. He, the white hat ran away from him. He's giving it yeah. to, to the official over on the far side now. They're already kicking it off. It's an end-over-end kick that's, again, grabbed by one of the upmen for the St. Genevieve Dragons. It's Jack Farlow as he brings it to the far side. Wrapped up, taken down, and across the 35 at a, the 37-yard line, which has been a consistent starting point for drives throughout this game so far. We've got plenty of drives to speak of as well. 22-6, your score. 345 left to go in quarter number two. So that two-point conversion, good officially for the Central Rebels, but I'll tell you what, I really think they got away with that one there. And they may have, but if you're St. Jen, you got to put this in the past. I mean, this yes. has been three, I wouldn't say disastrous drives, but they haven't capitalized on any of the momentum that they had at the start of the game, and it's just been all Central so far. They haven't really had a good drive, quote-unquote, this game. They started off the game with one great play, but it's not like that was a five six seven eight play drive that resulted in a score Ferranto three rushers he's got all the time in the world now he chucks it downfield and it's intercepted the St. Genevieve Dragons turn it over it's picked off by Caden Casey after he pulls in the two-point conversion and St. Jen, they went to the bag of, bag of tricks maybe one too many times. That was Devin Fly, yeah. the wide receiver coming across the field. They faked the jet sweep. He was looking to pass, and there was just nobody. And so he was just like, all right, I'm going to chuck I'm it. I'm going to chuck so, it. I'm going to chuck it. And that's the difference. Like I said, it's third and long chucking down the field versus first and ten chucking down the field. Third and long, all right, it's a punt with your arm. You don't want to do a punt with your arm on first down, though. With your receiver. <laughs> with your receiver throwing the ball. 33 or 333 left to go, excuse me, in quarter number one. Play fake on the jet sweep. Murphy finds Caden Casey again. Defender falls down. He can easily stride for the score. The Central Rebels looking for the kill shot. They follow up the turnover with the big play down the field, and it's good for six more points. 28-6 to six they lead. They've scored 28 unanswered with that 54-yard touchdown pass. And that was a nice route by Caden Casey getting in behind the defender and was able to run the little slant pattern behind the behind the defender. Normally don't see that a whole lot, but it helped set up the big play, and the defender fell down. He was off to the races, and... Man, what a what a turn of events. We, this, this has been a great, like, 60 seconds and just not even game clock, just in real life. I mean, it's this whole game, it's just been, like I said before, littered with highlight plays throughout. Twins right, receiver left, man in motion. Another high snap, but Murphy pulls it in. Now he'll throw back to the left side. Jackson Jones is there, racing for the edge. He's wrapped up, pulled down, just shy by inches. Two-point conversion doesn't go for the Central Rebels, but they have still scored 28 unanswered. 28-6, they lead. 3.23 left to go in quarter number one on KFMO. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. 
Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know we have office furniture, chairs, credenzas, and conference tables? Did you know that we have office supplies? Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Fisher Auto Parts in Potosi and Park Hills, Boyden Associates in Farmington, Leadville Stove and Fireplace in Park Hills, Wolfer's Law Firm in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, Midwest Sports Center, and by Mineral Area Overhead Door in Farmington. Another high short kickoff. Grabs it to 20 by Mason Nixon. Again, they'll try to reverse field to the far side. Flags come flying in from every direction as he's taken down at about the 30. And we'll see what these flags are on. And that's the tough part when you try to reverse field that long. It's just begging for a holding call. And that's what we're going to get on the St. Genevieve Dragons. It'll back them up another 10-yard spot of the foul. So they're going to get some deep starting field position once again. And St. Genevieve, they came out with a haymaker in this game. But Central took it on the chin, and they've been firing back shot after shot. 28-6, to six, your score. This is definitely not the Central team that St. Gen beat earlier this no. year. And this is probably not the effort that Jay Pope wanted to see. I mean, they came, out and they came out on fire, and they've been able to move the ball a little bit. They just haven't been able to piece anything together, and that's, that's been their biggest issue. Well, you look at their last three drives and how it's gone for them, and especially when you consider that Coach Pope told me pregame that they want to eliminate turnovers as the snap. Having to cut his foot or cut back on his left foot is Ferranto as it was sealed off on the left side where he wanted to run on the design QB run, and he only picks up a yard. He told me pregame they wanted to eliminate turnovers. Well, their last three drives, it was a fumble on a miscommunication, a near interception, but I don't fault that one. They still have to punt anyway, though. And then an interception on the last drive on a wide receiver reverse pass. Those are the compounding mistakes that allow, it seem like Central, to bury you 28-6 to early in a ballgame. Along with a blocked punt. Yeah, that as well. So, so I the, forgot about that one in the, the mix there. The last four drives have just been end three up of in, them have ended in turnovers, and the only one that didn't could have also ended in a turnover. Play clock running down here on St. Jen. Fly to pass, looking left, nothing's there. He'll step up in the pocket, flicks his wrist, and it's knocked down incomplete. The linebacker Cannon Harlow in coverage. Nice closing speed from Harlow as Aiden Meyer was open in the middle of the field. And with that incompletion, going to bring up third down and eight for the first. And this is definitely not a position you want to be if you're St. Jen. Anytime they've had third and long, it just hasn't hasn't really gone all that well. But this is a little bit. The, this is the, probably the most manageable third and long that they've had so far tonight. And that's saying something with it being third and eight. Uh, but we'll see what St. Jen can do. They've been able to spread the offense out and spread that defense out, and they've been able to get some positive yardage. They just need something, that that one post pattern that, or the curl route that we saw earlier where he was short by two yards. That would work in this situation. It looks like St. Jen's going to burn a timeout here. We'll step aside with them. Timeout, the first of the ball game for the St. Genevieve Dragons, and they need a big play here if they want to come back in this game. I, even though it's early, I still think this is a key down for them. Third down and eight on their own 17-yard line. Timeout brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Hey, it's Joel Schrosser at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. 
Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. 28-6 your score here at Park Hills, home of the Central Rebels, with 2.20 left to go in the first quarter. We got an update. Mentioned before, Farmington was looking to pull the upset, but so far it's following a similar script to that of the St. Genevieve Dragons after a 7-0 lead. Two unanswered, scored by the Cape Central Tigers. Two touchdowns, that is. 14-7, Cape Central takes their first lead of the ball game. 9-19 left to go in the second quarter. Third down and eight with the ball on the 17-yard line. Rolling to his left. Ferranto under pressure, just tosses it away, and it's incomplete. Was anyone in the area? Yeah, Aiden Meyer was close enough. And that will bring up a fourth down and eight yards to go for the first, and then a punt coming from the St. Genevieve Dragons. And this is about the same area when their punt was blocked last time by the Central Rebels. And it's not a deep drop either for their punt team. I mean, they got the rugby-style punt, and you always run into issues with that as well. You got the low kick kick point. It's not your normal standard straight-up-and-down punt. Farlow gets this one away cleanly off his left foot, and it's going to bounce up the near sideline, stay in play for Joe Bryan, who picks it up at his own 35-yard line, spins away from one tackler as he reverses field to the far side, breaks another off his left shoulder, wiggles at the 35-yard line, and takes it to the 37. It's all said and done. It's going to turn into a return of, like, six yards, but it's one of those, it doesn't matter how many yards he gets on that individual one, just the game of getting the ball in Joe Bryant's hands in space as many times as you can is going to do wonderful things for the Central Rebels, as it has for these last four years now. And it took four tacklers to get him down on a punt return of six. Yeah. That's that's just the thing is you got to just throw bodies at him, and a lot of times he's able to dance through him still. And you got to be careful not to over-pursue. You know, he took it to reverse field to the far side, and a lot of times you'll see people with his speed alter their angle where they're going way too deep back up the field to try to get him and then when he cuts his uh foot in the turf and comes back this way again like he tried to do that's when he really beats people minute 57 left to go tunnel screen far side joe bryant has and here he goes again evades the tackle at the 40 takes it up the near sideline with blockers as well bounced at the opposing 45 yard line stays in bounds somehow and finally taken down at the 40 21-yard reception from Job Bryant. And you need to bring your arms when you're trying to tackle Joe Bryant as well. You cannot hope to just body him, even if he's out of bounds near the sideline. And Mason Nix, I mean, most most times with a hit like that, they're going to go down. Not Joe Bryant. you got to wrap up. There's a reason why this guy's getting major college looks in football as it's Jackson Jones up the middle. Jones breaks a tackle at the 35-yard line, fights forward to the 25, and he's taken down there. And getting a little chippy there as everybody's trying to untangle. And we'll see We'll see if that continues. Folks, we're still not out of the first quarter. <laughs> no, Central's acting like it's the second quarter of the minute 20 left to go. We're still in the first in a 28-6 ball game. As they're lined up quickly. Trips right, twins left. Empty set for the quarterback, Murphy. Joe Bryant, the inside receiver amongst the three on the right-hand side. Ball is spotted at the 24-yard line. Motion from Cannon Harlow, slot left to right. He'll set up the block in the backfield following the play fake. Post pattern, touchdown. How about this game for Caden Casey? I know we always talk about Casey Murphy, Joe Bryant, Cannon uh, Harlow, but you cannot forget Caden Casey. He's got his second touchdown reception of the game and could be playing his way to some free pizza with the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza player of the game. 
It's just the depth. I mean, you, you try to stop one guy, another, another two or three pop up. I mean, Cade Casey, he's having a whale of a ball game. Had the interception earlier as well. I the two-point conversion. I mean, he's just been all over the field. And, I mean, this central team, they, they've got talent in bunches. They've, he's the outside receiver on the left-hand side. You know, he took a break from football for a bit as well. He only came back last year to the program. Casey Murphy designed QB run up the middle, and he skips into the end zone for the two-point conversion. Just under one minute left to go, 59.2 seconds to be exact. It is a 36-6 ball game, 36 unanswered for the Central Rebels. In what started to be a close ball game, they've blown it out late in the first quarter on KFMO. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agents David Scott Haggerty in Park Hills and Brian Larimore in Farmington. Kitchell Accounting and Tax in Ironton. Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington. And by Mineral Area Office Supply in Park Hills. Kickoff is a high end-over-end kick grabbed at the 20-yard line by the St. Genevieve Dragons. Nicks, he takes it up the near side, wrapped up and fights forward as he goes down at about the 40-yard line. That's where the drive will begin for the St. Genevieve Dragons, trailing by 30. We got an update in Class 4 District 1's championship game, and the Hillsborough Hawks are on the board. Preston Brown, a two-yard rushing touchdown. Marchetti with a PAT. It is a 21-7 ball game, favoring the Festus Tigers still. you It's... It's wild that you can put 21 points up on the board against a team in the first quarter and still not be comfortable with that lead for the rest of the game. That's how good Hillsborough is. They're the number three ranked team in the state in Class 4 for a reason. And, I mean, the fact that they've held that lead so far is pretty good. Yes. 21, you feel pretty comfortable with that against most teams. <laughs> that Hawks team, they're, they're something else. But you, that's, you almost can't play to just hold on to that lead. you got to play regular football as if it's a 0-0 ball game. Broken tackle in the backfield by Farlow as he fights forward and finally gets run out of bounds on the near side, making it into enemy territory in the opposing 48. He picks up a dozen. And I'll tell you, I was at that North County Hillsboro game last week. And they, they averaged 14 yards a play, that Hillsboro team. They're unbelievable. I saw the first matchup between those two teams. That Hillsborough Hawks team is just a machine offensively. And we were talking about Farmington earlier. Cape Central's got a really good ball club, too. They kind of made a surprise run last year at the Class 5 title. And, you know, they're looking to rebound with some expectations this year. High snap pulled down by Ferranto. He gives it off to Farlow. And Farlow. Keeping his spacing amongst a trio of Central Rebels. They couldn't close on him quickly, and that's another nice run. St. Genevieve has found something that's working here late in the first quarter as they've got the ball deep in enemy territory just outside the red zone and takes it all the way to the 26, gain of 22 on the play. And you had mentioned they've been running everything outside. Well, now they're pounding the middle of the field, and they're getting big yardage. We'll see if they continue to do that. They may try to take a shot here. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind trying to take a shot at the end zone with the quarter winding mm-hmm. down. You just got to make sure it's incomplete. You can't afford another turnover here. They do have to run a play here. There's about a half-second difference between the play clock and the game clock. 
Ferranto, the quarterback, gives it again up the middle to Farlow. Cuts it back to the right-hand side. Farlow inside the 25, down to the 20. He stood up there and finally driven to the turf. Well, it was a great first quarter for the Central Rebels, but the St. Genevieve Dragons putting up a fight late here in quarter number one. We head to the second quarter, first and 10 on the 26-yard line for the St. Genevieve, or excuse me, a second down play on the 20-yard line for the St. Genevieve Dragons, trailing 36-6 to on KFMO. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor high school sports online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union. Empty set for Ronto. He throws a screen right side, but it's snuffed out by Cannon Harlow on the tackle for loss. The football got there, and one step away was Cannon Harlow. Just took down the running back, Jack Farlow, on the screen. And, I mean, we've seen him break up a few plays tonight. I mean, he's just been all over the place, rushing the passer, breaking up passes. And he's he's got a little hitch in the giddy-up right now. He's trying to work through. And these cold temperatures, it's finally, it's finally, it feels like November football finally. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't feel that way a couple days ago when these teams were practicing. It went from the 80s all the way down to... Where are we at right now? The 40s. 41 degrees to be exact. Ferranto rolls right, looking that way. Throws a back shoulder fade, but it's low and incomplete. Trying to connect with Farlow out of the backfield. I don't think he was supposed to be back shoulder, but that's just good headsy football from Ferranto, keeping it away from the Rebels defender. And fourth down and six, he gives his team a chance. They were going to try to look like they were going to do a little fake pull play and try to throw it back across the field, and it just wasn't there. And luckily, Farlow, he was out there. He was, he was there. It was just a very difficult throw for Ferranto, throwing away from his receiver. Twins on either side as Ferranto gets a new play from the far sideline. 12 on the play clock. And they're still getting that play. they got to line up quickly. Six seconds left to go. They're set. The snap comes with three. Ferranto back to pass, looking for an outward-breaking round on the far sideline. It's high and out of bounds, incomplete. And the Rebels are going to take over with first and 10 on their own 22-yard line. Just haven't seen the, the touch. It's kind of gone away from Ferranto as we've gone along in this game. I think it's the pressure that's doing that because how often throughout this game have we seen the Central Rebels dialing up the blitz against him and it's forcing him to roll out of the pocket or step up. He's been pressured a lot and he wasn't there, but I think that internal clock was ticking a little fast on him. Yeah, and we and the Central's actually kind of switched back into a, to a nickel for, uh, formation, a lot like St. Jen's running with a 3-3-5, and they're still getting tremendous pressure off the edges. Central 
Sets up their offense, trips right, receiver left. One back in the backfield to the right of Casey Murphy. Play fake. He's going to throw that tunnel screen again to Joe Bryant. Bryant cuts it back to the outside this time, wrapped up and taken down at the 30s. A late hit comes in. It was Mason Nix coming from his cornerback spot on the outside. Kind of like a tomahawk chop over the top to try to knock the ball away from Bryant, but he was already down. No penalty on the play. It's a gain of eight. Second and two upcoming. Yeah, you you can't be doing this right now. It's too it's it's too early for this, man. You, you got to be careful doing that too, because as we mentioned before, the margin for error for St. Genevieve was already razor thin coming into this game. Let alone when you're down by thirty to Central, you don't want to give them a free fifteen yards if you don't have to. Nix is lucky there that wasn't called. Line gets set as Murphy drops back to pass. He'll throw a uh, screen out to the left-hand side for Barrett Henson. He's spun out of bounds on the far sideline as a flag comes in in the middle of the field. And we've got a lineman way downfield. We'll see, we'll see if that's what they end up calling is man, do, man downfield. No, they're going to call a holding. Hold. I was going to say, like, an eligible receiver downfield, they usually give you a little bit of some leeway with that, in particular on screen passes. So that would have been... I don't want to say egregious, but a bit of a stretch to call that an eligible receiver downfield. But a holding, sure, certainly more understandable. And it was the left guard on the middle linebacker, too. Hayden Carver with the hold. And it was at the spot of the foul, so it'll be only about a loss of four on that play. So it'll make it about second and six instead of being a first down and or second and two where they were. Murphy. Pump fakes to his right, trying to find a streaking receiver in Harlow. Jump ball incomplete. Flags come flying in from every direction. Well, it was underthrown, and the safety and coverage, Isaiah Bosler never got his head around. Didn't make a play on the ball. If he turned around and reached his fingertips out, he wouldn't have been called for that flag, but you run straight into the wide receiver and knock him down before the ball gets there. Ten out of ten times, that's getting called. And it's the most effective play in all of football, the underthrown deep shot. Either you're going to get it or you're going to get a P.I. call. Especially in a slot fade like that, you're guaranteed where the corner in coverage is going to have his back to the quarterback. You know, Unless the safety is playing a really, really deep at the snap of the ball, it's, it's guaranteed if you underthrow that one. If the corner doesn't get his head around, it's going to be pass interference. So a fresh set of downs for the Rebels, first and 10 on their own 42. Murphy with time in the pocket as St. Jen only rushes three. He'll roll to his right. He's a lefty quarterback, don't forget, and finds Bryant on the scramble play. He comes back to the formation and makes a diving catch at the opposing 44-yard line. And that's just great awareness of how your quarterback, he's in trouble. you got to go help him. We see this a ton with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. they got the great connection where Kelsey just knows, hey, i got to turn around and help my guy out. Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson with the Seahawks were phenomenal at that, just knowing the scramble assignments. Now, if you're down the field, come back to the ball. If you're on the middle of the field, come to the sideline. If you're near the line of scrimmage, you streak up the field. Always have a safety valve. Mm -hmm. Murphy will pump fake right. Now he's going to take a shot down the field looking for Braden Berry. He reaches out the right hand but can't make the one-handed catch as it slips off his fingertips incomplete. It's not the first deep ball we've seen Murphy overthrow tonight, and that's been a common trend for the quarterbacks here. Has just been a little bit too high and too far out of reach. 
but it wasn't a bad attempt by Barry there. If he he had his hand on the on the cornerback trying to give some separation, and maybe if he would have let go of him, he would have been able to catch it. But it was going to be a highlight reel catch either way. And fans, I guess on both sides, if you will, probably would have wanted pass interference there. But listen, if both sides are going to be asking for it. You're jockeying both ways. That's a good no call. Trips left. One receiver all alone to the right in Barry. The inside receiver on the left-hand side is Joe Bryant. They're going to throw it out to him on a screen on that left-hand side. Not the tunnel screen like usual, so he'll bounce it back outside the numbers on the far sideline and run out of bounds there. Right at about the 35 as he picks up nine of the ten he needed for the first. Eight or nine. We'll see the official spot coming up here in a moment. Yeah, it is a gain of nine. And it was just a good job by the defense of closing the angle, not letting him have any have any more room back inside. Normally you tell your receivers, hey, just go outside. Don't go where the defense is. But Joe Bryant, that's where you want go, him to go. Go Joe. where you want. Yeah, it's like, just stay out of the way. Oh, yeah. we got a flag, and I think the Rebels are going to get caught with an illegal formation. Yep, they had 12 men in the huddle. They tried to sneak Kate and Casey off the field towards us. They're going to establish that power run game, try to get the get the yard. We'll see what they decide to do now with it being third and six. And if you're Corey Schweiss, you probably got the whole playbook here yep. at third and six. Just, just see what sticks. Yeah, it was Caden Casey who was on the field when he should have came off for some of the backup linemen that came in in his place when they went with that jumbo package. Silas Richardson came in off the bench. He was one of those two linemen. Murphy, quick out route to Caden Casey, and he's spun out of bounds, but he's got the first. Or does he? Ooh, that spot from the official on the far side. That's not where I thought the ball was going to be spotted. It's going to be really close. It's basically worth and half a yard. That's where basically Joe Bryant went out of bounds yeah. on the on the play previously, so that'll set up fourth and one. So there's that five yards of penalty yardage back. And you're in no man's land. You gotta go. You gotta go for it here. I mean, we know Central struggles with the kicking game, and you're too close to punt. Murphy. Couple hard counts. No one bites. Gives to Joe Bryant now on the right side. Cuts it back to the left. Bryant. He's got the end zone. He'll score. Fourth down. You need a yard. Bryant gives you an extra 34 and the touchdown. 42-6. Your score. 8:45 left to go in quarter number two. I mean, he had a couple fullbacks help help grow great the the crease, and he was able to make a nice little cut back towards the middle of the field. And I mean, the safeties weren't there; they were trying to help converge on the line of scrimmage. So, just a nice vision by Joe Bryan to be able to cut back in and streak to the end zone. Another two point try for Central as they send Harlow in motion out of the backfield to the right hand side. Get a one on one on that left side slant pattern pulled in by who but Caden Casey. Another two-point conversion finds his mitts. And how about how this game has evolved so far tonight? 44 unanswered from the Central Rebels. Does not feel like a 44-6 ball game. Feels a lot closer than that. 8.47 left to go in the second quarter. Back after this on KFMO. Lawast North America, proud to be part of St. Genevieve's community, celebrates the St. Genevieve Dragons football team and their remarkable journey. As you charge onto the field, remember that Lawast North America is behind you every step of the way. Lawast North America, your local support for success, both on and off the field. Wishing the Dragons an incredible season. Let's go Dragons from Lawast North America in St. Genevieve. 
Since 1968, Leadbelt Pump and Supply has been serving the community with authorized sales and service. They have over 30 years of experience to help you with a reputation for quality. If you need contract drilling, Leadbelt Pump and Supply is happy to serve you. You'll find Leadbelt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. That's 573-431-2476. Leadbelt Pump and Supply. High end-over-end kick grabbed by Jack Farlow from his own 20-yard line. And he's fighting for some extra yardage, and he's getting some with it as well as he takes it past the 35 to familiar territory for drives to start, 37-yard line. If you're Corey Schweiss, you may be having a tackling practice on Monday or Tuesday. I mean, this they, they're up, and they've done a really good job of containing and not allowing anything. But they've but they've stuffed it, but they haven't finished it, mm-hmm. and that's been a that's been a big issue tonight. They just haven't been able to tackle. They've they've looked really solid. Other than that, yes. So if you got one thing to nitpick, maybe work on the form tackling. Unless you're Caden Casey, he's yes. had a couple of them. Casey can probably have the week off from practice. I'm not sure that'll be allowed, but he's played that well tonight. He may get some pizza, get mm-hmm. some R R. Twins left and one to the right for the quarterback Ferranto. As a give up the middle, wrapped up. There's some form fit tackling for the Central Rebels. As swallowed up as Mason Nix. No gain on the play. We'll see if that continues to be a trend as the play calling may get a little bit more conservative here for St. Jim. Just trying to put something together. I mean, anything. They, they just need some possible momentum. And they were able to run the ball pretty well last drive until it kind of stalled out there late. We'll see if they can continue to put the pressure on them here. It was spring camper on the run, excuse me, as Ferranto, quick hit, far side, and stuck and driven down to the turf. Well, maybe they don't need that tackling practice. That was some really nice form-fit tackling on the far side by Braden Berry. Gain of two. And Tucker Reed was the one that made the catch, and he was definitely trying to hang on to the ball as he was juggling it, and we got officials' timeout. They're... It looked like they were motioning to the central sideline here. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. But play will resume as the St. Genevieve Dragons will line up. One receiver all alone on the near side. That's Aiden Meyer. Let's see if they take another shot at him. He'll be matched up with Caden Casey, though, and Bryant's the safety on that side. Back it up a little bit as well. Orbit motion, play fake. Ferranto puts his left hand on the back of one of his linemen in front of him. He rolls to his right. He's met there, just throws it away to avoid what would have been a sack for Cannon Harlow, who's been all over the place on defense tonight as well. Incomplete pass brings up fourth down and seven with 7.34 left to go in quarter number two. And it was looked like P.J. Jones was out on the field a little bit too far. That's what he was getting warned about. Ah. But, I mean, if you're him tonight, you've got to be really excited other than the first play. But other than that, they've they've really shut down the St. Genevieve Dragon offense. And if you're P.J. Jones, you've you come up with another great game plan. Yeah, they forced a bunch of turnovers. And P.J. Jones, one of, if not the best, defensive coordinator in all of high school football throughout Missouri. And we got another punt coming here. Kick from far low. End over end, but way short. And going to skip out of bounds on the far sideline. Let's see where the official spots it. Actually skipped back inbounds after that initial bounce. So lucky for Central that it went out of bounds on that second hop. They're going to get on the 32-yard line as opposed to inside their own 20. And it was a peculiar bounce because it was a nice end-over-end punt. 
But normally you see those a lot of times backspin, and that time it caught the point of the ball and went forward. Yeah. But it was, unfortunately it was already out of bounds. And, I mean, they, they, were, they weren't going to give Joe Bryant anything to work with. Two receivers on either side. As Murphy in the shotgun set has a running back to his right in Jones. Quick out. Near side. Bryant's little shoulder fake with his back to the defender like he's playing basketball. Turns it back towards the near sideline and turns that into a gain of five. Looked like basketball, the little half spin, ball in his right hand, pulled it back across, attack downhill, off that right shoulder. Thanksgiving tournament's coming coming around the corner here. Well, we'll be in basketball season in no time. Got to get the got to get the practice out of the way now while you no, can. November twentieth is when that starts. Central, not one of the teams playing in that one, but their start of the season won't be too much later than that. Murphy. Takes a shot down the field, slips out of his hand. It's an easy interception for the St. Genevieve Dragons on their own 30-yard line with room to return it as well. couple tackles being broken by the man with the interception for St. Genevieve. I think that was Bryant Schwent who came up with it. It was. He takes it across the 50 to the Rebels' 48-yard line and maybe a chance of life for the St. Genevieve Dragons. There's still plenty of football left. We're not even midway through quarter number two. We've got 6.59 left to go in the frame. And that, 44-6 ball game. And Murphy just unable to get the nose of the ball down. He just kind of got it caught up in the wind and just kind of died out. I think it slipped out of his hands because that thing, as soon as he released it, it just went straight up. And you could hear the groans from the fans of, oh, no. And it, that's never good when that happens for an offense. Schwinn just playing center field out there, able to make a, make a pretty easy interception. I mean, it had so much hang time, it felt more like a punt than a pass. Met in the backfield. Spring camper, he's taken down for a loss of three. And it was a shoestring tackle that time. I, so I mentioned tackling. We, we've seen just about every form of tackle now. And Central, they're, I mean, they're, they're trying to put the clamps on them here. And there's still half a quarter to go. This has been one of the – it's just – it's been a very weird game. Yeah. It's weird been, is definitely the word I would use to describe this game. It's been entertaining. Yes. It was, That's the, there's been a lot of – big plays in this game and usually with that comes stops in the action i mean when you've got 50 points put up through a quarter and a half that alone is a lot of stops let alone all the turnovers we've seen some penalties on either side as well as the running back farlow is trying to find the edge on the far side finally does and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage before he's finally thrown out of bounds they've gotten an extra yard with it as well so it's going to bring up a third and nine for the St. Genevieve Dragons. And he's been the one they've really struggled to bring down. He's able to just put the shoulder in and then back out. It's it's just it's it's just a knack, man. I mean, I've just never seen a guy be able to initiate contact like that and just be able to be so elusive while doing it. We go back to his earlier drive when he had that gain of 12 when they were running up the middle quite a bit. And that first one, he was met in the backfield but broke that tackle and turned it into a gain of 12. Trips left. Rolling to the near side for Ronto. Now he's pressured as he cuts it back underneath a blocker. Rolls back outside again, and it's intercepted. Caden Casey with another interception. And he's taken down at about the 50. Crosses it and takes it all the way to the opposing 48. And there's a player down on the far side of the field for the St. Genevieve Dragons. I saw that happen earlier. Is Ian Meyer was kind of reaching for his head. I think he got poked in the eye or something like that. And he 
he's going to be down for a bit here, it appears. We'll step aside. 44-6, your score. Central takes over on the opposing 48, following the interception from Caden Casey with 5.48 left to go in quarter number two on KFMO. Looking for reliable accounting and tax services? Look no further than Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. For top-notch financial solutions, call 573-546-3104 or visit kitchellaccounting.com for more info. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service, your trusted partner in financial success. If you're ready to level up your career, Good Earth Tools in Festus has the opportunity you've been waiting for. Good Earth Tools continues to grow. They're the experts in wearproofing industrial products. They're hiring for industrial maintenance electrician, metal fabricator welders, CNC machine operators, brazing technician, and production and quality engineer. Experience their cutting-edge facility and revolutionary work with solid tungsten carbide. Elevate your life with amazing benefits. Apply at careers.goodearthtools.com and be a part of something incredible. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Ledco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Meyer walks off the field, but he's reaching for his face still as he does, and now the St. Genevieve Dragons will call a timeout, their second of the first half. He's still got one more timeout to go. It comes with 5.48 left to go in quarter number two. We'll just keep it here at this point. It's a 44-6 ball game. And bringing the out-of-town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door, 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington. And Festus and Hillsborough continue to trade punches. Festus opened up a 28-7 lead to bring the deficit back to 21. But Hillsborough responded with a touchdown of their own. 28-14 is the score in that contest. 5.06 left to go in uh, quarter number two. See if we can find any other scores throughout the area. And that, that 14-7 is the score with the Warriors taking the lead. 5.46 left to go in the first half of that contest. It was Colin Henderson on a 40-yard reception from Grant Fowler. Snap is high, pulling it down and handing off to Henson is the quarterback, Murphy, and Henson finds a seam. Defender closes on him to prevent the touchdown and takes him down at the 31-yard line in enemy territory. Not a name we normally call when we talk about Caden Casey kind of getting overshadowed. Barrett Henson, he's the utility guy, the sixth man, if you will, off the bench in basketball, and he does just a little bit of everything for the central bunch. Picks up 17 there, stepping up in the pocket. Murphy shot down the field, dive incomplete. Just off the fingertips of the intended receiver who would have had it for a touchdown, it's Cannon Harlow who's not happy with himself as he gives the turf a light punch before he stands up. Nothing wrong with taking a shot there either. I mean, it was first down. You, you've been able to move the ball pretty well, and it was definitely there. We've, we've seen several deep shots be there and just haven't been able to quite connect. And it's not a windy night at all. It's cold, but the wind is barely blowing, if at all. I mean, you look at the flag beyond the end zone to our right, the one that Central's passing to, that thing's not moving. Bryant in motion from the slot right to left as Murphy claps and pulls down the snap. He'll roll to that left-hand side, keeping his eyes downfield. Now he'll flip his hips around and reverse back towards us. Throws it going the other way across the field to Cannon Harlow, who stops and is driven out of bounds. Right at about the 26-yard line. So with all of that, it's just a gain of five on the play. All of that and the St. Jen coach running out of his hat over on the far sideline. I mean, it was 
We, it's just been a circus circus tonight. I mean, everything's coming up for the Navy and Red. But, man, this has been just crazy to say the least and it's still it's third and five here and we still got five minutes left to go in this quarter yeah we haven't had a lot of normal plays throughout this game and there's a false start on joe bryant his legs kind of flinched a little bit there now back up the central rebels five yards and instead of third and five it's third and ten i'm just getting to kick out of watching the saint jen coaches on the far sideline they've been hollering they've been jumping they've been sprinting all around well, they're trying to keep their team fired up and they need to if they want to have any hope of coming back in this ball game we've said a couple times now there's still a lot of football to play we've got five minutes and 11 seconds then we've got the entire second half but as it stands right now it's going to be a running clock in that second half as the central rebels will keep this first half dragging onward they call a timeout we'll step aside as well it's brought to you by missouri farm bureau agents mike sansegraw in farmington and jonathan stefan in deloge Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home, business, or life insurance. 44-6, your score. 5-11 left to go. Second quarter on KFMO. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. In good times and in bad. We're for Missouri families and Missouri communities. We're for giving back to those communities and lifting people up. And when Missouri weather rips through our state, we're for helping put back the pieces. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance. And if you live in Missouri... We're for you. See Mike Sansegra at 1011 St. Jen Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen at 234 State Street in Deloge. You want financial freedom as an adult. And as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. Jason Murphy steps up in the pocket. He is sacked by Paul Taylor. Bring up a fourth down and long, even with him stepping up in the pocket. He lost eight yards on that drop back. And we're under five minutes left to go in the second quarter. 44-6, your score, fourth and 19. This is that interesting territory where, you know, normally you're too close to punt, but on fourth and 19, Central's defense has been playing phenomenal after the first drive of the ball game. Maybe you do consider punting it away here. We'll see what Cason Murphy does. He's right now lined up in a shotgun set. We'll see if he takes those extra strides backwards. And now the St. Genevieve Dragons are going to burn a timeout. So we'll step aside with St. Genevieve calling their third and final timeout. 44-6 your score. 4.27 left to go in the second quarter on KFMO. Kilster Mary Lee Corporation is actively hiring CDL drivers for their growing local fleet. Positions are available in Perryville, Missouri and Steelville, Illinois. Applicants must be at least 18 years old and have a valid Class A CDL license. Starting at $14 per hour with overtime and steady raises, Gilster Mary Lee offers benefits including major medical and prescription insurance, vacation time, Christmas bonuses, and holiday pay. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. We'll see what the Central Rebels do. They've got fourth down and 19 to go for the first, leading 44-6 with 4.27 left to go, and Murphy is back to pass. Now he's going to roll to his left. His flag come flying in from every direction. He just chucks it down the field. It's going to fall out of bounds, incomplete. 
And now seeing Genevieve, they're going to have a case for intentional grounding here as there was no one in that vicinity. And, yep, there it is. The official just threw his hat because he already threw one flag for the holding. That hat's going to signify intentional grounding. That's where the St. Genevieve Dragons are going to get the ball. It's going to be about a eight-yard difference at the end of the day. No, excuse me, about a 12-yard difference. That's what Jay Pope is saying right now. Because he was on his own side of the 50 whenever he let that ball go. And there was nobody anywhere near where the ball landed. He threw it to a St. Jim coach. Nice hands yeah. by the coach on the sideline. And even it's not one of those where someone was nearby up the field more or the middle of the field breaking that direction. There wasn't a central rebel within a 30-mile radius of where that pass landed. Casey Murphy's just trying to make a play. So now we get the official signals. Holding declined. Intentional grounding accepted. First down and 10 for St. Genevieve on the opposing 40 with the yardage marked off 44 yard line we've seen just about everything tonight i don't know that i've ever seen the white hat have to throw his hat for the secondary (laughs) secondary penalty marker i've seen that before but not often is it the white hat that has to do it usually it's someone going up the sideline if they see you know a pass interference and then someone steps out of bounds and touches the ball something like that usually We'll see what St. Jenkins. Or you get, you know, uh, a holding, and then that follows up with a face mask, something like that. Yeah, we'll say Corey Schweiss has won an explanation, trying to figure out why why it's all the way back. I was going to say, why, now that I think about it, there shouldn't be that extra yardage tacked on. It's just a spot of the foul, intentional grounding. And that's what Coach Schweiss is trying to argue for here. And, and Jay St. Po- Jen is going to get a free five yards out of it, and now they're going to get another sideline warning. And Jay Pope. And the <laughs> official, the White Hat, coming out and having a spirited conversation with Coach Schweiss. And Jay Schweiss not letting him walk away without getting the last word in and waves his hands. He's just going to shake his head and accept it. They're still going back and forth with each other. And now a flag. I think that's going to be on Coach Schweiss. No, a false start on St. Jen. Oh, you know, I, the official just threw that to give him the five yards back. I care because the look that the official threw Coach Schweiss after throwing that flag was one of those. There, you happy? I guarantee you that was a makeup call. And you called. He wasn't even watching the play. How did he know whether or not there was a false start? He was looking at Coach Schweiss. And you called it an orbit motion earlier. Yeah. And the motion doesn't go flat. It kind of loops back behind the quarterback and the running back. It's not a false start to initiate your motion forward before the snap. You can go forward, but once the ball is snapped, then it's not okay. I don't think I think that flag came in before the snap. They go with that again, and it's the same thing. They didn't throw the flag that time. They hold on to it. Instead, they hand off to the running back in Farlow, who takes it to the near side. And here's where the St. Genevieve Dragons come out with that. Instead of first and ten on the fifty-one yard or the forty-nine yard line, it's first and fifteen. Yeah, if you're Jay Pope, it's like, hey, what happened? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're giving those five yards back. Just make it first and ten. Second down and 13. Yeah, I think that was a makeup call. I think just from how quickly the official snapped his head around to look back at Coach Schweiss, that's the gut feeling I've got from that. Gain of two for Farlow. Screen pass far side. Caught by Tucker Reed as he tries to turn it upfield. He's met quickly. Only got a yard out of it. And it'll bring up a third down and long. 
it was Caden Casey just bullying his blocker into the path of the receiver and boy he's just been he's been all over the place tonight just doing doing a little bit of everything making tackles picking people off <laughs> catching touchdowns making two point conversions he really has been all over the place tonight for the Central Rebels just looking absolutely phenomenal as Tucker Reed comes back to the huddle with a bit of a limp don't see Aiden Meyer out there either so two receivers for St. Genevieve are banged up at the moment their X receiver and their Z receiver they'll line up with three backs in the backfield to the left of the quarterback Ferranto and in case this first half isn't going long enough the St. Genevieve Dragons needed more time to get lined up there they get a delay of game Let's back them up another five yards. They've been playing with fire <laughs> the, pretty much the whole night trying to get play calls in. You need a perfect game to beat this Central Rebel squad. St. Genevieve has had far from that. Other than the first play of the game, it's not been quality offensive football from them. And the defense has been doing the best they can, but this is a brutal Central Rebels bunch. You're not going to beat them in a 7 nothing ball game. It's going to have to be a shootout if you're going to beat this team. Peranto rolls near side, hit as he throws. It sails out of bounds. There is a receiver in the area. As some Central Rebel fans are sarcastically asking for a flag. Nothing doing that time. And he'll bring up a fourth down and 17. And you're talking about the offensive struggles they've had. They started out the game moving the ball very well and kind of really knocking the Central Rebels team off, off kilter. And they just... They just haven't been able to maintain anything. And that's that's what we've talked about is they just haven't pro, had any prolonged success. You'll see little sparks, little bursts, but they just haven't been able to hold anything together. Well, it's the penalties, the turnovers, and the tackles for losses that are all together just putting up a, a tough number on the scoreboard for the St. Genevieve Dragons. I mean, they've allowed 44 unanswered. And like you said, they've had some sparks. They've got runs of 12, 22, 11. But they've also got losses of minus 10, minus 6, minus 3. They don't have a pass play from beyond 10 yards. And they've got a couple of interceptions and turnovers in the mix as well. Punt goes out of bounds. It's a good punt, though, as they're going to pin the Rebels inside their own 20-yard line. They'll have to go almost the entire length of the field if they want to add one more score before halftime. 2.13 left to go in quarter number two. Central Rebels lead 44-6. And it's still not over between the white hat and the central sideline. He has been. <laughs> Coach Corey Schweiss makes himself very familiar with the officials by the time the game is over. <laughs> I'll, I'll say. They, they've been going at it for about the last five minutes or so. That, that whole drive was just those two having a conversation. And the funny part is I've seen with coaches before where, you know, they'll be yelling and screaming at some of these officials, but they've been known they've known them for years, calling games for years. When it's a timeout, they'll offer them a water bottle and be, hey, John, how's your wife? You know, it's just they know each other outside of just this game that's happening here in a vacuum. Jet sweep handoff. There goes Cannon Harlow up the seam, left-hand side. One man to beat. It's a foot race to the end zone at the 10. Harlow breaks the tackle. He'll score. 85-yard rushing touchdown, Cannon Harlow, a 50 spot up on the board for the Rebels in the first half of the Class 3 District 1 championship game. And that's why he's going D1 for track and field, folks. Yeah. He, he saw the crease, and he turned on the Jets. And, I mean, he was gone. The only guy that had a chance at him had to run about 70 yards, had a, had a chance at him at the 5. But, I mean, it was just going to be a grab the jersey drag him down and harlow he's just too strong for that man i believe it was wyatt spring camper who had to do his best to try to catch like you said a future decathlete for mizzou 
Under two minutes to go, minute 59, as the Rebels will go for two once again. Murphy fakes the handoff. Pass right side, caught, and into the end zone for the two-point conversion. Braden Berry, 52 unanswered for the Rebels, and we've still got a minute 59 left to go in the opening half. 52-6, the score all said and done. You're listening to the Class 3 District 1 Championship Game on KFMO. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. Another high end-over-end kick grabbed by Farlow on his own 20, and he'll try to take it towards us. Now a little reverse field back to the far side, find the lane there, breaks a tackle, cannot break another one. The ankle tackle finally stops him. At the 35-yard line, first and 10 for the St. Genevieve Dragons. Trying to show a sign of life at the end of what has turned into a brutal half. And it's just, it's snowballed on them. I mean, it's been one thing after another. It's been turnovers, interceptions, blocked punts, bad special teams. It's just been, it's been anything and everything that could have gone wrong after the first play. They, they had the they had Central on their heels with the big bomb, 30, 65 yards. After that, it's been pretty, pretty much dead silent. Yeah, it's been all Central. Otherwise, as Farlow takes up the middle, he's spun down to the turf by Sammy Calloway. little extracurricular activities between a Dragon and a Rebel. Doesn't amount to anything too important. And clock rolls to a minute 36 left to go as it's a gain of nine. They're short of the first down. That's why the clock wasn't paused. And you got to go a little bit faster than this right now if you want to try to score. I mean, this is two-minute offense personified. Keep in mind, the Central Rebels, they're going to get the ball to start the second half as well, so it's not like St. Jen can bookend this half with scores. As Farlow cuts it back to the left, he's got the first down after he picks up two. He needed only one. That'll pause the clock momentarily here with a minute 12 left to go. They're on the wrong end of a 52-6 score. Trying to find the end zone one more time before half. Clock winds. Minute seven. Minute six. Minute five as it continues to tick away. Twin receivers to the right, one to the left. Two backs in the backfield. Now one will line up on the left-hand side as the wing back. It's Wyatt Springcamper. Snap the handoff again to Farlow. And Farlow spins off a couple would-be tacklers. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage, but with all that effort, he only picks up one yard, and they're going to lose a lot of time in the process as well. St. Genevieve is out of timeouts. Central's out of timeouts as well. And if you're St. Gen, I mean, they've moved the ball a little bit. They've been, they've been having a little bit more success running the ball recently. It's been the passing game that's been really letting them down. But, I mean, it's been constant rollouts. It's been constant pressure, and it's just been constant bad decision-making. Trips right. One receiver all alone on the left-hand side. They'll run it again. Is trying to punch it out from behind and force the fumble. As the linebacker coming in for the stopper. Excuse me, it's one of the defensive linemen. It's Nathan Weinhold, and that'll do it for the first half. The St. Genevieve Dragons aren't even going to bother lining up as the clock ticks down 3-2-1, and what a first half. 
for Corey Schweiss and his Central Rebels. 52-6. to They lead heading into the locker room over the St. Genevieve Dragons. We got the Midwest Sports Center halftime show coming your way next on KFMO. At Samson Ford, we're not just in the business of selling cars. We're in the business of creating customers for life. Hey, David Sism from Samson Ford, the home of the lifetime warranty. Did you know my grandpa Sam first opened his doors in 1937 and we're still family owned and operated? That's over 86 years of helping our community and our customers. And as the holiday season nears, we want to show our gratitude. I just want to tell all of our loyal customers, thank you. Thank you for choosing us, your hometown dealer. Thank you for shopping local, for all the miles you've driven in the vehicles we provided, for supporting your community as we strive to support you in return. Shopping season is gearing up, and that includes me. I want the lot as stock for you as it can be. That means it's time to buy and time for you to tell that old car goodbye. Why would I buy from auctions at high dollar prices when I can pass the extra money on to you? Trade it or sell it today. On-site, no-hassle appraisals at top dollar. Come in and see us at Samson Ford, where gratitude meets great deals. And leave us a part of the Sism Ford family. Visit us online at SismFord.com. See dealer for details. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. McCary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients, like Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. They are backed by the Good Housekeeping Seal. So for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics, it's Unlimited Auto Body, 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant in Farmington Park Hills and Deloge serves up the best Mexican cuisine in St. Francis County. El Tapatio Mexican Restaurant offers an authentic Mexican experience that is hard to beat. Tasty tacos, exquisite enchiladas, flavorable fajitas, and more. You'll leave full, but your mouth will be watering for more. Check out the delicious menu online at eltapatiomex.com or visit a location near you in Farmington Park Hills or Deloge. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. To everyone who craves a rich and creamy hometown treat, let our team member Nevea tell you how we do it at Culver's. Every scoop of Culver's fresh frozen custard is made in small batches throughout the day. Because where we come from, the little things make a big difference, like bringing back a season favorite. Our salted caramel pumpkin concrete mixer and pumpkin spice shake are back for a limited time. Handcrafted with farm fresh dairy and real pureed pumpkin just for you. From, From Wisconsin, Wisconsin with, with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Precious memories left behind bring us joy and peace of mind when we celebrate the lives of those we Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. 
Looking for great quality, great prices, and great customer service? Hi, I'm Trent Cuiava, owner of Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, located in Park Hills, formerly Patsy's Furniture. I personally invite you to stop by and check out our showroom where we offer top brands such as Ashley, Smith Brothers, Fusion, Kimball Mattresses, and more. At Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, you'll get free delivery and setup. Financing options are available. Stop by and see us. And find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, where we turn your house into a home. Welcome to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. The Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. Welcome into the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Your score in Park Hills. 52 to 6. An immense first half from the Central Rebels, just imposing their will on the St. Genevieve Dragons. It has been all Rebels since the first play of this of this half. We'll get on to that in a little bit with uh, when we have the highlights, but first we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. They're located at 1020 Woodlawn Drive. Here's the other scores happening throughout our area. In Class 4 District 1, their championship game, 5.06 left to go in the second quarter. It's the Festus Tigers hanging on to a lead over the Hillsborough Hawks. They're doubling them up 28-14. to 9.19 left to go in the second quarter. That's the last time we saw an update in the Class 5 District 1 championship game. The two-seed Cape Central Tigers taking on the five-seed Farmington Knights. It remains a 14-7 ball game in that contest. And in Class 2, District 1, the top-seeded Valley Catholic Warriors hold a lead of one score over Scott City, 14-7 your score in that contest. Meanwhile, the winner of this contest, which appears to be the Central Rebels, shy of the greatest comeback of all time from the St. Genevieve Dragons, they're going to be facing off against the winner between St. Francis Borgia and St. Clair. And your score in that one at the break, Borgia leads 28 to 12. We have a 52 to 6 score here in Park Hills at halftime. That out of town scoreboard check it comes courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door located at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. They install garage doors, awnings and patio covers, windows and fencing for a full list of services. Visit mineralareadoor.com. Take a break. Continue with more of the Midwest Sports Center halftime show. Highlights from the first half coming your way next on KFMO. Hey, it's Joel Schrosser at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. Hi, I'm Dr. Derek Wiles. Do you experience dry, gritty, burning, itchy, or watery eyes? The doctors here at Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus would love to help. Set up an appointment today, give us a call, or visit us online at completevisioncaremo.com. 
Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. I would like to send out a huge thank you to all that have purchased cars from us this year. We've had a fantastic year. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and check out how I've revamped our inventory. Now 80% of our cars are under 20,000 and all late model vehicles. Do not miss out. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next car today. That's Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. When you're in the market for a car, think smart, think Car Smart, and shop us first. Car Smart, where buying a car isn't rocket science. American Family Insurance. You always dreamed about owning your first house or car or business, but you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. For details, contact Harry Peterson, agent. Call 573-756-6736 or stop by 700 West Karsh Boulevard in Farmington today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Back in the Midwest Sports Center halftime reports. Your score, 52-6. Central Rebels lead the St. Genevieve Dragons. Got another quick update in the out-of-town scoreboard check before we get to highlights. Uh, they're underway in the second half. Valley Catholic Warriors extending their lead over Scott City, 21-7. That's the score in that contest right now. Again, 10 minutes left to go in the third quarter out in St. Genevieve. Meanwhile, in our game here, it was the St. Genevieve Dragons who got this game started off with a bang on a long touchdown pass on the first play of the game. Back to pass, Toronto, time, man open, deep down the field, he's got it at the opposing 30, the 20, breaks a tackle and will score on the first play from scrimmage. St. Genevieve in 16 seconds takes a 6-0 lead and they're fired up. It was Aiden Meyer on the touchdown reception. The PAT no good, remains a 6-0 ball game. Central Rebels got the ball back. Didn't take them long to respond with an answer. Kaysen Murphy running the ball again. Looking good running the football as well. Far side of the field, run for the quarterback. Kaysen Murphy, he's got the edge. And he's got a touchdown himself. Tie ball game at 6-all with 11-24 left to go in quarter number one. Two-point conversion for the Rebels, no good. It is a tied-up 6-6 ball game, and we thought, okay, maybe we got an indication of what to expect from this ball game. Both teams' offenses showing out. Well, that first play of the game for the St. Genevieve Dragons wasn't really indicative of what we saw in the rest of the first half. This play from the St. Genevieve Dragons, more of an idea of what we saw. And usually that's not a strategy you think would work. Ball is loose on a miscommunication on a jet sweep handoff. And Central falls on it. They'll take over on the opposing 35-yard line. And the Central Rebels, one of many turnovers they had in the first half of this ball game. Central will waste no time at all extending, or excuse me, taking their first lead of the game. And a keeper for Joe Bryan, left side. He's tackled right about the spot necessary for the end zone, and he's got it. Touchdown Rebels, they take their first lead of the game, 12-6 with 9.09 left to go in the first quarter. Two-point conversion was good 
for the Rebels. 14-6, your score, and they'd waste no time at all extending their lead even further. The snap is high. Over the head of Bryant. It's picked up in the backfield by Cannon Harlow. He'll flip it to Bryant. Bryant, a throw to the end zone. Open is Caden Casey. Exactly how it's drawn up. The high snap picked up 20 yards deep by Cannon Harlow. He just flips it to Bryant, who throws to the back of the end zone. And there was some talk about whether or not that was an illegal pass downfield, whether Central already threw a pass downfield. Uh, the, the officials, they don't call that. The score is 22-6 to in favor of the Central Rebels when they would get another turnover they would force on defense. Ferranto with three rushers. He's got all the time in the world. Now he chucks it downfield and it's intercepted. The St. Genevieve Dragons turn it over. It's picked off by Caden Casey after he pulls in the two-point conversion. Casey having himself a really, really impressive first half. A couple touchdowns, a couple of two-point conversions. Uh, really just well-rounded first half. A couple turnovers forced for Casey as well. That was one of two interceptions he's had in this first half. The Central Rebels would then extend their lead with yet another score to make it 28-6. Play fake on the jet sweep. Murphy finds Caden Casey again. Defender falls down. He can easily stride for the score. The Central Rebels looking for the kill shot. They follow up the turnover with the big play down the field. And it's good for six more points. 28-6 to six they lead. They've scored 28 unanswered with that 54-yard touchdown pass. Central Rebels would lead 28-6 at that point and would score yet again with Caden Casey, his second touchdown of the game. Motion from Cannon Harlow, slot left to right. He'll set up the block in the backfield following the play fake. Post-pattern touchdown. How about this game for Caden Casey? I know we always talk about Casey Murphy, Joe Bryant, uh, Cannon Harlow, but you cannot forget Caden Casey. Central Rebels would find themselves leading 36-6 after another good two-point conversion, and the scoring wouldn't stop there. It'd be Joe Bryant getting back in on the scoring action. Murphy, a couple hard counts, no one bites, gives to Joe Bryant now on the right side, cuts it back to the left, Bryant, he's got the end zone, he'll score. Fourth down, you need a yard, Bryant gives you an extra 34 and the touchdown, 42-6 your score, 8.45 left to go in quarter number two. Another good two-point conversion for the Rebels, 44-6, to and they still weren't done there as Cannon Harlow would rip off a big run. Jet sweep handoff, there goes Cannon Harlow up the seam, left-hand side, one man to beat. It's a foot race to the end zone at the 10, Harlow breaks the tackle, he'll score. 85-yard rushing touchdown, Cannon Harlow, a 50 spot up on the board for the Rebels in the first half of the Class 3 District 1 championship game. Showing off that Division One SEC track speed, and the score would sit 52 to six. That's where we are right now at halftime. We'll take a break. Coming up next on the Midwest Sports Center halftime report, we've got stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. The employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. At RP Lumber in Park Hill, they are all about you. From providing the best customer service to offering the top products that help get that summer project done. 
Let RP Lumber in Park Hills help you turn your dream home into reality. Whatever the project, think RP Blue from the very best in professional service, quality products, and fast delivery. RP Lumber on East Main Street in Park Hills. Think Blue, RP Blue. RP Lumber in Park Hills. Visit their website, rplumber.com. Weems Insurance Agency has the protection that's right for you and your budget. And since we represent an extensive portfolio of national insurance companies, we give you choices. That's Weems Insurance Agency, 1209 Maple Street in Farmington. Call 573-701-9300. Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Riverview at the Park offers short-term stay and long-term care rehabilitation. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, including range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Also, memory care. Visit Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve at 1100 Progress Parkway or call 573-883-3500. The staff at Prairie Farms Dairies are proud to be a part of the communities they serve, supplying fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Back in the Midwest Sports Center halftime report, your score, 52-6. to The St. Genevieve Dragons already back out on the field, and we've still got another about eight minutes or so until the second half gets underway. I don't think that's the full St. Genevieve Dragons roster out there, though. I think that's just the skill position players. Lyman might still be in the locker room at this time. We'll take a look at stats brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Start with the Central Rebels. Cason Murphy, he is 10 of 14 passing for 167 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Meanwhile, on the grounds, Four carries for 42 yards and three touchdowns for Joe Bryant. Kaysen Murphy's the leading rusher, or excuse me, second in rushing in terms of yards. He's got three carries for 68 yards and a score. And Cannon Harlow with that one carry for 85 yards. He is the leading rusher on the contest. He's got a touchdown as well at the end of that one run. Receiving, Caden Casey leading in terms of yardage. He's got three catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns, a couple of two-point conversions as well. Joe Bryant, five catches, 58 yards. Jackson Jones, a catch for 20 yards, and Cannon Harlow, a catch for 5 yards. Meanwhile, for the St. Genevieve Dragons, Luke Ferranto, 6 of 14 passing, 82 yards, a touchdown, and 2 interceptions. Uh, Jack Farlow on the ground, 7 carries for 52 yards, averaging about 7.5 yards per touch. White Spring Camper, 3 carries, 3 yards. And Luke Ferranto, Five carries, negative six yards. Receiving, Aiden Myers, the leading receiver. He's got two catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. A catch for eight yards for Wyatt Springcamper. Two for three yards for Tucker Reed. And a catch for minus two yards for Jack Farlow. Team stats, the Central Rebels, 381 total yards of offense, 214 coming on the ground, another buck 67 coming through the air. For the St. Genevieve Dragons, 131 yards total, 49 on the ground, 82 through the air. Stats are brought to you by Sam Sism Ford Lincoln. They are the home of the lifetime warranty. You can save big if you shop there for your next car, truck, or SUV. Go online to SismFord.com or give them a call, 431-3177. Take another break. we got one more segment in the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Show. That's coming up next on KFMO. 65 million years ago, the Parasaurus missouriensis, now known as the Missouri dinosaur, roamed the earth. Today, the story and actual bones of this prehistoric creature can be found at the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center. When you enter the Hall of Giants with its life-size dinosaur models, you won't hear these sounds. You'll hear... Wow! 
the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center, where the curious learn. Visit stgenmuseum.org. When it comes to auto care, trust the experts at Powell Automotive in Park Hills. Powell Automotive is your go-to destination for everything from auto repairs to quick oil changes and more. The experienced team at Powell Automotive is dedicated to keeping your vehicle running smoothly. Give them a call at 573-315-5119 or stop by 402 Fifth Street in Park Hills to schedule your next service. Powell Automotive, where quality and convenience meet the road. Drive confidently with Powell. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Back in the Midwest Sports Center halftime report one final time. We do have an update in the out-of-town scoreboard check. Class 5, District 1, they're close to the fourth quarter in that game. We're close to the second half starting. It's a 24-7 lead for the Cape Central Tigers over the Farmington Knights. The Cape Central continues to pull away from Farmington. Let's look ahead, though, with the teams that are playing right now. If they win, who would they face? A lot of those games are in contest as well. And, Zach, you've got an idea of moving forward a couple of the matchups that are on the docket next. We'll start with this game that we've got going on right here. So Class 3, District 2, Central and St. Jen, the winner of this game, will go on to play either St. Francis Borgia or St. Clair. Uh, the Bulldogs of Borgia are on top of the Bulldogs of St. Clair, 28-12 to at halftime. Hillsborough Festus, Festus right now leading 28-14 at last check. They will play the winner of the Pacific Indians and the Sullivan Eagles at halftime. Pacific is up 14-7. Valley Catholic, Scott City, Valley Catholic up by two scores, 21-7 right now. They will play the winner of Jefferson and Lift for Life. Last time we checked, Blue Jays and Hawks tied at 14 at the half. And Farmington, they're at Cape Central right now. We just got an update on that score. They will play the winner of Rockwood Summit and Eureka with Eureka up 21-7 at the half. Midwest Sports Center halftime report. That's your check on the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. Your score at the break, 52-6. to Central out in front of St. Genevieve. Second half coming up when we return after this on KFMO. You've been listening to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC is the place to go for anything needed to repair your mobile home. From doors, windows, and plumbing to skirting, roof coating, and so much more, R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC has what you need. Visit them today in Valley Mines at Highway 67 and Y or call R&R Mobile Home Parts and Service LLC at 636-937-9898. That's 636-937-9898. Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know that we have an in-house print shop? We can print envelopes, checks, cards, and handle all your colored needs. Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. 
Hi folks, John Robinson Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally here, the Black Friday sales event, the biggest sales event of the year. We have trucks over $10,000 off, Jeeps that are up to 15% off, you name it, everything's on sale. Big savings, good selection of vehicles. What you need to do is come in today, take a test drive, we'll take it from there. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Flooring Systems in Farmington, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, Will at Home Furnishings in Bonterre, CarSmart of Farmington, and by Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois. Getting ready with the second half in just about a minute here. Your score, 52-6. to six. The Central Rebels with a huge first half over the St. Genevieve Dragons. And we're going to have a running clock through the second half. And even if St. Genevieve scores quickly... Keep in mind, Central's getting the ball first. It's hard to imagine St. Genevieve just having a path to victory in this game, and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer that it's not possible, but just with the running clock, the amount of work you'd need to do to just get back to normal football, where the clock isn't continuously running, I think by the time you do that, there might not be enough clock left in the game. Yeah, that requires you to score twice along with getting two stops, and they just haven't been able to show that they've been able to do either one. And you think, like, even, you know, they've got the quick score themselves fine, but unless you're getting a turnover, those stops for, you know, that you're going to get against the central offense, three plays are going to get run at minimum before they punt it away. That's four. A lot of time. It doesn't feel like much, but a lot more time comes off with four plays that do nothing on a running clock. Onside kick grabbed by one of the up men for the Central Rebels, and he's immediately spun to the turf. And I imagine we're not going to see any of the Central Rebels starters because I'm pretty sure that's them right there wearing the jackets on this cold evening. Not quite the same reaction we saw a couple nights ago where yeah, they were just hanging out. No jackets needed. Wasn't that cold at that point. Bit chillier tonight. And, yeah, we've got the second unit out there for the Central Rebels right now. Patterson is in at quarterback to begin half number two. He's in the backfield with his fellow backup next to him. Give up the middle to Henson. And Henson not much doing. He just picks up a yard. And I believe we had this issue last time we, I was with you with, with Central and Farmington, and I believe number 47 is George Whaley. And he's listed as 48 on the program and out there wearing number 47 right now. So, And he's lined up in the backfield to the left of the quarterback, Patterson. As Henton motions into the middle receiver of the trips formation on the right side. Snap and a handoff bobbled for a moment and wrapped up at the line of scrimmage and driven down backwards is Colin Holsey. Not much doing for Holsey as he loses the yard. And we'll see what kind of fancy running plays Coach Corey Schweiss has in the playbook as not a whole lot reason to do much else. That's it. I don't, I don't know how fancy they're going to be getting, though, when you have the backup offense out there. This is not the part of the team where the trick play install comes in. This isn't the part that's going to be running that, you know, no-look pitch pass that the Miami Dolphins technically put out in front of the world before Corey Schweiss did. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Patterson with a running back to his right as well. 
Patterson quickly peeks right, gets the snap, and hands it off up the middle. A fight forward from Whaley. And it's a decent gain, but not enough for the first as he's taken down after picking up six. Makes it fourth down and five. And already you look at the clock, and with the running clock, we are down to nine and a half left to go. They don't have to get the snap off until under the nine-minute mark. Yeah, it's just there's just not enough time, and we'll see what kind of punt formation we'll get here. Or, if we do, they might just go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's fourth and six. It's definitely manageable. Make it fourth and five, rather. We'll Two see. receivers on either side, and we got motion on the right side of the line, but no one moved for central. And now they're going to back up and get ready to punt it away. As it hops back, but the punt is away. It's not a bad one. Bounces at the 25, rolls inside the 20. That's ideal. That's all you want out of your punter. Pin him inside the 20-yard line. Down at the 16, and the clock continues to wind. 8.45 left to go. And this is, like I said before, you get a three and out. That's everything you want out of your defense, shy of a turnover. We've already seen over three minutes of game clock wound off. Now, St. Jen, if they score right away here, we'll probably be down to 8.15, assuming they get the snap off sometime in the next couple seconds, which they're not even lined up to snap it yet. The math is just not mathing for them right now in terms of a comeback in this game. Yeah, and it looks like we may have some personnel changes for St. Jen as well. They've got a number of their starters still out there, it appears, as they finally get set with eight on the play clock. Twins on either side. Snap. And a QB run up the middle for the backup quarterback. He's the running back in Jack Farlow. So a direct snap to Farlow as he's operating the offense as the quarterback. Luke Ferranto, tough first half for him after the opening play of the game, is not out there. Instead, out there is Bryant Schwent, the extra man for St. Genevieve. Maybe getting some playing time for the seniors as well and what will be that, their last game. That could be it because Farlow's a senior. Schwent is a senior as well. And with Farlow, the backup quarterback, you know, the rest of the skill position players are all seniors. So that's definitely it. And that probably led to the confusion that we saw before the snap on the first play of the drive. Give on a sweep. Spring camper cuts it back outside at the numbers. He's in a foot race with the Central Rebel defenders, and he's winning that foot race. 2010, he'll score. 52 to 12 now your scores. The clock continues to wind under seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. And definitely a nice little cap of, cap of the evening. A 72-yard pickup on that one. And he was able to just run right, right around the outside and had the sideline to himself. And nice little easy easy score for Spring Camper. Well, that's it. This is the backups, backups for Central for a reason. Many of them going to be underclassmen. But, you know, as Coach Schweiss has shown in recent years, even as a freshman, if you're good enough to play, he will play you. That wasn't always the case. You have to go back to Deshaun Welsh, in fact, for – the player who really changed that. Central was having a tough year offensively. They graduated a number of players from the year before as the kick is up and good. But Deshaun Welsh came in at the end of his freshman season, finally got the call up to varsity, and looked like the best player on the field at that time. After that, Coach Rice was like, all right, I don't care. If they're a freshman and they're worthy of playing, I'm playing them. That next year, who came up as a freshman? Joe Bryant. We'll take a break. 52-13, your score. We'll have under six minutes left of third quarter football when we return after this on KFMO. 
Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by the Family Fun Center in Bonterre. Your Edward Jones agents, Allison Kinnon in Park Hills and John Brown in Farmington. Sam Chisholm Motors in Farmington. LeCarrie Auto Body in House Springs. And by Weems Insurance in Farmington. A high but short end-over-end kick. Grabbed by Jonathan Boyer of the Central Rebels. I'll give them the ball on about their own 40-yard line, give or take a yard. We're now under five minutes left to go in quarter number three with that running clock. Update on that Borgia-St. Clair game. Borgia leads 35-19 as they're in the middle of the third quarter. The winner of this game will get the winner of that game, so try and, to keep a close eye on and that. And if Borgia wins, Central hosts. That Correct. is our understanding, yes. yes. And if St. Clair can come back to win, it will be at St. Clair. I still think Misha should utilize their point system that they have to figure out the district standings in football all the way through the entire postseason. If you've got more points over the year, you should be the team that's hosting in that state playoff game. That's how I think it should be. Reward the teams that have the best regular season. Run up the middle. St. Jen was showing blitz and not much doing. That was Whaley on the carry. Trying to see if we can find any more updates on the out-of-town scoreboard. That's it. A lot of these games, similar to the way this half has gone, once the score gets to a certain extent, you're not going to see a lot of scoring updates for a while because so much game clock will come off in between. Central sets up. A running back to the left and to the right of the quarterback, Braden Patterson. If he's playing quarterback here, he'll at least have a chance at potentially being a quarterback next year for the Central Rebels as it's a run up the middle, short gain on the play. Pick up by Holsey. He's got three yards on that run. Third down, seven yards to go for the first. Three and a half left to go in quarter number three in a 52-13 ball game. And this is the first time in a long time that I can remember that the Central Rebels... We're graduating a starting senior quarterback without someone they can point to of that is the next guy up. That is the heir apparent. This is the first time I can remember Central having a question mark at quarterback for the next season. Snap the give to Whaley, and he's pulled down backwards. A little awkwardly, but he pops up all right. Got a yard out of it, if that. And it'll bring up another fourth down and six for the first. It'll be an interesting position to see where this Rebels bunch is after this year. I mean, this is this is a state or bust year, and I mean they've had some some very good teams, and this team is no different. I mean they mm-hmm. they've got the the weapons on offense. It's it's a little bit different than what we've seen in the years past, where it's been a lot of hard nosed defense and and being able to uh, score somewhat quickly. But yeah. I mean this this has been a really offensively dominant team, and defensively as well. I mean. The defense has been great again this season for Central. As I said before, P.J. Jones, widely considered one of the best defensive coordinators in the state of Missouri. As this one rolls, another really nice punt inside the 10, and it's going to be down there at about the 8-yard line. 
But this is a central squad that they know this is their year. Even beyond just how many great seniors they've got on this ball club, it's the path to the state title that is as open as it's been in a long time. You don't have Zeke Elliott sitting up there. You don't have Luther Burden III when he was with Cardinal Ritter. You don't have uh, Kevin Coleman when St. Mary's sitting in the way as well. This is the clearest path it has been for quite some time for Central to a state championship. So that is why it truly feels like now is the best opportunity Central has had in a long time to win a state title and not to knock the players that are coming back next year. They've got some great ones back next year. Jackson Jones, probably the best of them, but it's going to be tough to replicate the offensive and defensive outputs on a weekly basis that this Central Ball Club has had. Short run. So short, it maybe got a yard. Yeah, they're going to give him just one. And you are and you were talking about the path. There's no Valley Catholic in this district either. That's it, too. I mean, Valley Catholic was a, a tall task a season ago for the Central Rebels. It took another just absolutely unbelievable contest between those two teams to decide a winner. And, and they may be back next year, depending on how they yeah. do in the state playoffs this year, how Misha decides to seed classes again next year. And I know Coach Schweiss and Coach Nager aren't going to be happy about that because those two are you their know, best friends since their high school days and were college roommates together as we got to run out of bounds on the far side, picking up about two yards. And you know, their friendship has lasted to where today – they still trade information with each other. Once their season is, they're no longer, now that they do face each other on a seasonal basis, once they're no longer playing against each other, they're texting each other, hey, what'd you see from this team? Oh, I saw this. What worked for you against that team? Oh, this was what we did and that worked well. Now, those two share a lot of information. Now that they've got the in season matchup, though, with Valley Catholic joining the conference last year, it's a little more withholding some information from the two of them until that matchup. But when they do match up, they still want to put a competitive product out on the field, and the players especially. For years now, that has been the two best teams in our area consistently year in and year out. The, everyone's always wondered who's better, Central and Valley Catholic. And, well, so far, advantage Valley Catholic 2-1 to one, since the rivalry has been renewed. This rivalry, it's looking all Central tonight. St. Genevieve trails the Central Rebels 52-13 to 13 as we head to the fourth quarter on KFMO. Fall is a busy time around the farm and ranch. Ward's Farm Center, your local Purina dealer in Fredericktown, can help you with the supplies you need to complete those last-minute projects. From insulated gloves and boots to fencing supplies, wormers, and more, Ward's Farm Center is your one-stop shop. They can also feed your livestock, including chickens, cattle, llamas, and more. Give Ward's Farm Center a call today at 573-783-3100. That's 783-3100. Hey guys, Davey here from Midwest Sports Center, located in Farmington, Missouri. Are you guys looking to get into a new side-by-side? -side? Come on down and check out a wide variety of side-by-sides to pick from. We have Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, Sea-Doo, and Suzuki. With hunting season kicking off, a new side-by-side -side to get you in and out of the woods could serve you amazingly. Come see me at 124 Walker Drive. On the road, off the road, or on the water, Midwest Sports Center, your ultimate outdoor toy store. Stop by Midwest Sports Center today at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Unico Banks, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress in Park Hills, Walmart Supercenters in Farmington, Deloge and Potosi, and by Community Manor in Farmington. 52-13, your score, quarter number four. It's a third and seven for the St. Genevieve Dragons. They'll run it right-hand side, lower shoulder, bouncing off a would-be tackler, taking it for the first down. 
And I think that was a number 60 left tackle Dalton McBride on the carry. Man, hitting the hole with some speed. Good luck trying to tackle a left tackle running with the football when he's got a lane like that and momentum behind him. Hey, he's playing middle linebacker, too. He's got, he oh, can yeah. move. I'm not saying he's not an athlete. Linemen <laughs> are athletes. But, man, it's one thing when you hit the hole to, or fill a hole and it's number 26 carrying the ball or uh, number six carrying the ball it's another thing when there's number zero is right next to it and it's a 60 instead qb run ferranto spills it to the far side and he's run out of bounds there after a short gain on the play and we'll see how st jen proceeds as they've got pretty much all the seniors off the field now we've seen a lot of the young guys out on the field after the Spring camper touchdown last drive. Yeah, McBride was a senior and trying to look at their roster and see some of the other backups that have come in, which one of them are seniors. Ethan Ottens is out there. He's a sophomore. He's going to go in motion slot left to right, and they'll give it to him on a jet sweep as well. Turns it up inside at the numbers, and he spun down to the turf. Nice open field tackle made on the far side of the field. Colin Holsey on the tackle. Called his name earlier on the kickoff, or on a carry, I believe. Central making some substitutions on defense. St. Genevieve Dragons getting a play from the far sideline on third and five. And then again, this is, talking about the same situation Central's in, St. Jen's got to figure out what they have for next year, too. I mean, they have the sophomore quarterback, but, I mean, basically everybody else are seniors, so this is going to be a big time trying to figure out where your program's at. QB run up the middle. I don't think it was designed that way, though. And not much doing for Ferranto. As he picks up two out of the five he needed for the first. And it'll bring up a fourth down and three for the first. More like a short three, though, so we'll call it two and a half. We'll see. Out of nine and a half left to go in the fourth quarter. Central Rebels, again, victory, move on to the state tournament with their eyes set on that elusive title. And even beyond the elusive title, how about the first state playoff victory for Coach Schweiss in his career? That has been the one thing that he has not been able to land throughout his long, extensive coaching resume. He's been a phenomenal coach through the years, but that's just been tough for him. Short punt grabbed by one of the blockers. It was that short, and he runs it forward for a yard. Almost had a deer in headlights moment. He got it, looked up, and was like, oh, I got to run with this. It's the freshman Dylan Cash getting his hands on the ball in a varsity football game. District championship game as well. I mean, it dribbled it dribbled up to him and hit him in the shins. It's like, well, now I have to grab now it. Now you have to, yeah. There, there's no choice. I, I don't think he wanted to at first. It just was such a short, low punt. It took one hop and went right into him. I don't need... You know, I say the deer in headlights look. I don't think that's his fault. I don't even think he realized what happened when it just bounced into him at first and he picked it up. And trust me, if you're wearing a number like 51, let's say, the mm-hmm. lineman number, you're not expected to touch the ball ever. No. Well, he's wearing a 44, which oh, that's okay. not so bad, especially when you consider Jackson Jones wears a number 49. I joke all the time, this is a shotgun offense. Like, you're not a Mike Allstott-type running back. Look at this run from a number 47. Up the middle for a nice gain and a first down for George Whaley. Takes it to the 30. Gain of 14. And he's a little he's slow hobble, hunched over. Hobbling towards the, the huddle. It looks uh, yeah, He's, he's going to come out. They're going to bring someone else in to spell him and give him a breather. It's Chase Thompson, the sophomore, who comes in in his place. 
Central Rebels first down and 10 on the opposing 30 now. 7.45 left to go in the third. They'll spread it out. Trips left. Receiver right. Running back to the left of the quarterback. The handoff up the middle on a give to, excuse me, it's Max Woods who checked into the game. And Woods takes it for gain of one, maybe two. He was just patiently kind of in behind his lineman, trying to see if anything would open up, and it just never did. He kind of got swallowed up there. So, And I like that out of a running back. You know, don't try to force something that's not there. If you're waiting for blockers to develop, just wait. Give them a second. Trips left, receiver right. As the quarterback, Patterson, hard count. But, again, no one on the offensive line moves for Central, and that's what you have to do. The encroachment doesn't get called on its own unless you move as the offensive line. You're supposed to, It's hard to argue that it influenced you to commit a false start if you don't move at all. It was Gage Toomey on the handoff, number 52. Loss on the play of one, two. Yeah, it's a loss of two on the play. Folks, we've seen a lot of crazy things tonight. We've seen running backs wearing number 60, number 52. <laughs> Everyone's getting in on the actual. Last week, we were able to see a couple of uh, you know, hooking laterals to linemen. And it's the final game of the season, so Coach Twice is trying to get everyone involved that he can. Or Not last game of the season, but the first game of the playoffs in a blowout. He was trying to see if he can feed some guys like uh, Nathan Weinhold, who got it on that play that I mentioned. Sam Calloway got a couple carries near the goal line, finally found the end zone on the third one. Pass tipped, almost intercepted. They were trying to set up a screen to the right, and it got deflected by the St. Genevieve Dragons' Wyatt Kemper, a senior. And he almost had a chance for glory in what is his final football game tonight. As we're down to five and a half left to go in the fourth quarter in a 52-13 ball game, running clock continues, so we'll be under five and a half by the time the St. Genevieve Dragons or the Central Rebels, excuse me, snap the ball on what will be fourth and eleven. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna take their time here and try to see how many yards they can gain. I mean, they've they've got plenty. They've had plenty of offense tonight. They're just kind of trickling the trickling the clock out as fast as they can. And that's it. It's they're not running any wild plays here because a it's the backups that are in, and b you don't want to do anything too crazy and put a score up on the board against the St. Genevieve Dragon. You don't want to run up the score. Pass, far side, intercepted by St. Genevieve. Just hung up there a little bit on Patterson. And with under five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, St. Genevieve takes over on the wrong end of a 52-13 score. And it looked like it was Brent uh, Bryant Schwent, the senior, with the interception there. So nice That's little... his second of the game. He had the yeah. one earlier on the one that was uh, slipped out of the hands of Casey Murphy. Not a bad way to end out your High school career, a couple of interceptions. I'll give the St. Genevieve Dragons first and 10, their own 22, and what could potentially be the final drive of the ball game is some fans on the central sideline are making their way to the parking lot. St. Gen still getting lined up here. It looks like they're just trying to make sure they got the right play in. They've got 19 on the play clock, so they've still got plenty of time as they finally look to line up. Quarterback Ferranto still out there. He's got the snap and will hand it off in the backfield. The give goes to Justin Schwent, the senior. 
Looks like he'll lose a yard on that play. As Bring up a second and 11. Still got substitutions in and out on that St. Genevieve sideline. Yeah, they're just trying to get as many seniors in as they can at this point, I imagine, for the final now three and a half minutes of the ball game. As we're down to 10 on the play clock, they got to get a play in. Four on the play clock. They finally get set. Man in motion. Snap just in time. And Matt in the backfield. And going to be taken down for a loss on the play is Justin Slinkard, the sophomore. Don't have him listed as a quarterback. Normally the wide receiver in the backfield taking the snaps now. You normally don't have someone sporting the number eight something, 80 plus, 80 to 89. Just period in high school football. The 80 to 99 is something you seldom see in high school football. Those numbers aren't really given out too much. Slinkert sports the number 80, though. Backup wide receiver on the depth chart. But he's operating the offense as the quarterback here. He'll look to his left. Get the snap as Central Rebels send a blitz. Hand off and ooh. How about that? The safety coming in from the third level, just walloping the running back who didn't see him coming at all. Big tackle made on the play by Colin Holsey. He's making an A for himself. Called him a couple times now. Just ran right through his chest. So Holsey might be someone to keep an eye on in the coming years for the Central Rebels. Well, he's a junior, so I say coming years. That's just next year for him. And oh, He was going back. He wanted the return on the punt. Send him back there. He deserves it after the way he's been playing through the second half, especially with that hit and, the, and just attacking downhill. The returner they put back, that's Karis Foster. We saw him have a really good game against the Farmington Knights earlier this year, and he's only a freshman. Yeah, Foster is going to be really good as well. And he dives on the ball. I don't know about that. You know, it's one thing if it's already been touched by one of the gunners for the St. Genevieve Dragons. If they touch it, you can pick the ball up and advance it, but you're not going to lose it if you muff it. But in that instance, nobody touched it. He just dove on it as if it was a kickoff or something. Well, I mean, if he did touch it, he was already down. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but it's one of those you just put your hand on top of it. If that gets ripped away from you, you know, or if you go to put your hand on it and it squirts free because it's a cold November evening, 39 degrees outside right now. As we're down to our final minute here, and Central... They probably got to run about one play, and that's it. As they're lined up right now, the Rebels on the sideline already getting ready near the 50, as are the St. Genevieve Dragons on the far side. And, and they will have to run at least one play here. They're lined up with a victory formation, it appears. And they're going to let the full 25-second play clock go down, and they won't have to snap it again. Well, the biggest pre-snap battle we've got right now is a defensive lineman for St. Jen and an offensive lineman for Central. We're just playing rock, paper, scissors against one another, and that's going to do it. Knee is taken by the Central Rebels, and the clock, game clock, under 25 seconds left to go. That's a ball game, folks. 52-13, to your score. The Central Rebels are the Class 3 District 1 champions returning to the state playoffs with their eyes on a state title in some of the best players to come through this program's senior season. We'll take a break. Bill Bass, American Family Insurance Postgame Show. Comes your way next on KFMO.